0: I haven't, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one yet. I it's on my Netflix. I Netflix. I but I haven't seen that one yet.
1: Hello. Hello. Ah, uh, it's always it's it's always so nice to talk to you.
2: Thank you. I'm pretty nice to talk to. You. Yeah. And you're pretty nice to talk to.
1: Uh, welcome to Nice Cast. <laughs> where <laughs> we only to- talk about nice things.
2: My cat is enjoying our Christmas tree right now.
1: Oh, I'm excited about your Christmas tree. My Christmas tree isn't real. I mean it's it's uh-huh. a, it's a physical object that exists okay. in this world but it's made of plastic and acrylic. By the way, it's this is I haven't seen that and um with special guest host making his third appearance. Yeah. Scott, Scott Benson.
2: I am uh, I'm the cousin Oliver of this podcast. I made a Cousin Oliver reference recently and no one got it and I realized that I'm old. Yeah, because...
1: that's Is that yeah. a Brady Bunch reference? That's a
2: Brady Bunch like... reference. Yeah. That was harkening back to when I was a kid and they actually used to rerun the Brady Bunch in the afternoon. So yeah, I, I
1: think I saw it like mm-hmm. on maybe like Nick at Night or something like that
2: oh okay yeah i used to watch it uh in the afternoons um this is a really this is a good podcast right here of me talking about brady bunch reruns but well,
1: hey a lot of this your point is that a lot of people haven't seen that
2: uh yeah okay so like cousin oliver you know the brady bunch had a very you know the conceit was that these these two uh uh widows widow and widower i mm-hmm. guess i don't mm-hmm. know what the gendered terms are for this yeah stuff. widower
1: is is male
2: one Because dudes who widows. always have
1: to be a little more, you know? Yeah. yeah she's a widow, but he's widower. Well, Watch out fu- for the widowist.
2: What's funny, because uh, widower implies agency, whereas widow doesn't, uh, which is funny. One who widows. Um, so, at some point late on, later on in the series, this kid just showed up, named Cousin Oliver, and he was just the cute little comic relief, I guess, because all the Brady kids were getting too old, and having mustaches and stuff. And Cousin Oliver was like, "Hey guys. What's up?" Um that's how he sounded.
1: I believe you. I I I have seen some Brady Bunch, although like did you ever see the Brady Bunch movie that happened in the 90s?
2: I did not. Uh no, I I missed that. From what I understand that the 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 central idea was that the Brady's hadn't really changed, but the world around them had.
1: Yes, that was indeed. And oh, what a, what a what a ride. That was, uh, I that was in the that was in the era that like a lot of like the various like Saturday Night Live movies were coming out. Mm-hmm. So it was, I think it was like the same sort of um, creative force behind that. It's like this oh, well. this worked on television and was funny, and we mm-hmm. can make it for like no dollars. Mm-hmm. I think it had a what's your face who is married to Ben Stiller.
2: Yes, I know who you're talking about. Uh, she played Blonde Lady. Blonde Lady is her, is her name. First it, name. It, it was a weird choice for her parents, but it was Blonde.
1: a family Blonde Lady Blonde.
2: Blonde. There was a thing in the 90s of people from the past being in 90s culture and being totally flummoxed by it. Uh, their movies. I mean, we can start with Encino Man. Uh-huh. Um there was another movie with Brendan Fraser which I believe came out in the 90s where he was had been in a bomb shelter since the 50s. There oh, was yeah. Pleasantville which might as well have been that. Uh there was what else? There was a few others that were, you know, like someone from this other era totally gets their brain blown out the back of their head by our cultural standards of today.
1: Well now do we need to have like like a movie where like some some modern teen from 2015 wakes up and it's it's 1995.
2: Oh, they'd be so depressed. <laughs> Maybe
1: they'd hate it so much.
2: Well, the 90s vogue is great because it totally ignores that this is before the internet. It was anything like it is now, and our lives are so ordered by that, and like socially and media wise and culturally, that the internet is like the force in most of our lives
1: before Wikipedia.
2: Yeah, this I didn't even,
1: the... I didn't, like, Wikipedia didn't exist when I was in college. Yeah. And if it did, people didn't use it. Like, nobody knew about it. Mm-hmm. The whole thought of, like, because I've got a, a friend who teaches college classes, and it's just like, like, every, every year she's like, no, Wikipedia isn't a source. You can't use Wikipedia as a source in your paper. You can look at Wikipedia and find some primary sources, but you can't use Wikipedia as a source.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I kind of got into, like, a little argument with a friend who's got like a like fourth grade like a fourth grade daughter and I was like no don't have her use wikipedia as a source either cuz mm-hmm. it's going to start a bad habit teach her to go to a damn library
2: the weird thing is that like encyclopedias are such like a, a quaint concept now um because it's like yeah this this information was up to date as of the year that this was put out and that might be last year and god knows what's changed since then unless you get the supplemental yeah. <laughs> or whatever um it's just such kind of a quaint idea um yeah there's something about that that like we de- we had um encyclopedia collier's encyclopedias i think when i was a kid uh my family got them somehow and uh stole them i don't know why i said somehow but um so
1: the great encyclopedia heist starring scott yeah, benson Yeah,
2: at one point i read through they weren't the biggest encyclopedias They they were alphabetized there was like you know one volume per letter um wasn't huge but uh over the course of two years i read through all of them um oh well, let's say i mean i skipped some of it obviously the boring you know. stuff yeah you don't want to read about like you know textile production in peru i do so, sorry peruvians sorry peruvian textile workers
1: i that just... sounds interesting you know like weaving <laughs> alpaca wool or whatever is this
2: is just what we know about peru <laughs> they have alpacas and
1: well when it comes to textiles
2: that's true uh are Chinchilla's Peru? I They're in th- from that general region. Yeah,
1: from the the Andes region.
2: Uh-huh. We this is apparently a blind spot <laughs> for us.
1: <laughs> See, this is what happened because you skimmed the encyclopedia when it came I know. to Peru.
2: Uh, <sighs> I am I am hoisted by my own lazy petard. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, like, the idea of, like, knowledge being that, like, capped by time is so interesting. You kind of get that in books now, but books are, have kind of a different purpose now. uh, Yeah. Like, they're more like deep dive and trying to be authoritative as opposed to something like the internet, which is this constantly... The internet
1: doesn't have any, like, it might have good information, but your information is probably not that credible.
2: Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have to do some 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 sourcing on the internet. I, uh,
1: I, I was just listening yesterday to there's a new podcast that came out called Bunker Buddies. Okay, that's talking about like various prepper stuff.
2: Just, I was gonna say it's this libertarian. Uh, it's kind
1: of it's kind of like making fun of of it, I I've there's only one episode out and it was about like EMPs.
2: Okay, and, and you
1: know it was just reading <laughs> like this website about how to prepare for if an EMP happens. It's just like mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's no there's no like Published credible source on what you do if there's an Mm -hmm. EMP. There's just wackaloons on the internet.
2: Wackaloons. Wackaloons. That is a portmanteau I am stealing. I'm putting that. I'm putting that in my bunker right now. I think
1: I got that. I think that's a George Carlin word that I picked up. Is it? Yeah. Wackaloons. I think I picked that up as a as a as a child. I I like it. Because I watched a lot of George Carlin as a small, small child. Uh, when you were okay. reading encyclopedias, buddy. Yeah, I was watching Back in Town.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I came to George Carlin late, and thus have like mixed feelings on the man.
1: Yeah, it depends uh, on it depends on what era of Carlin you came to. Because in this, his his early, you know, I grew up like the '80s stuff when he was still kind of having fun,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when he had yet to be become a creature of pure bitterness. Yeah,
2: I think I saw all the bitter anger stuff. Like, yeah. like it basically just sounds like you know some like you Old man know yells at cloud, or like the prematurely cynical, semi sociopathic like redditor or something yeah, yeah. kind of like it's all fucked. It's all a system, whatever. You know, like just kind of like hyper, hyper. Yeah, bitter. Yeah, bitter, and like really morbidly obsessed with censorship. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and like political correctness just like mm-hmm. morbidly upset about yeah. that and paranoid uh and i'm wondering who and like you know ho- ho- however long ago this was like the 90s or the early 2000s was threatening to put george carlin in jail for cursing
1: well I... people were threatening to put george carlin in jail for cursing for like 45 years
2: <laughs> okay well there you go <laughs> never mind it's a learned thing
1: Yeah, since he had the you know his whole fame was built on the the seven dirty words you can't say on television, and Mm. so you know, back you know he's he's had a a long fight with censorship.
2: But I should check my censorship privilege.
1: See, you you don't you don't have any any citations. You need primary Uh, sources.
2: God damn it!
1: (laughs) The theme of this episode is I forgot
2: I forgot if this is a swearing podcast.
1: It's a swearing podcast.
2: God damn it!
1: Well, if this were if this were television, we'd just sense we just bleep out the God part.
2: Mm-hmm. There yeah, was a, that's weird. Yeah, it is weird. No blasphemy.
1: There was a time I was watching Futurama, like a rerun of Futurama on Comedy mm-hmm. Central, maybe. And it's a it was one where uh the professor says, Sweet zombie Jesus. Mm-hmm. But they they bleeped out they blanked out Jesus.
2: So that he instantly just, makes it so much funnier too.
1: <laughs> Sweet zombie! <laughs> Sweet zombie, yeah, because it yeah. he had the rise in his voice. Uh
2: huh. <laughs> that's the weird thing about like bleeping profanity; it almost always makes it funnier, uh, kind of no matter what. I, there was an Arrested Development episode that I saw oh, yeah. bleeped and non-bleeped. It was endlessly funnier bleeped. Oh yeah, I prefer bleep where you could get just the beginning and end of the word. Uh, oh yeah,
1: that's that's the best kind like, of bleep. bleep you
2: yeah. know a thing like that i think is is pretty
1: oh Rust development did a great gag or you know they're they're talking oh, oh buster you know finally it's yeah let's get him to let loose and it's mm-hmm. just this long like 30 second long bleep
0: mm-hmm. of him
1: finally and, like the use of the bleep and they do it so well in that show like both with, i i can't remember if they did mouth blurs mm-hmm. i think they would do or like moving your mouth like strategically in front of something
2: yeah, I, I think they did mouth blurs, too. They might have done some pixelating.
1: And that makes mouth. it much funnier. It is. It's so much
2: funnier. I was thinking about this last week because I was looking for a music reference to send someone. And it reminded me that the music reference I was actually thinking of was an old Christian band that I knew back in my days. And, uh, the, and so I, was, I pulled up their album and I was like, yeah, I need to find this song and send it. I ended up listening to it, and I forgot that this is... So this is a band that was kind of, you know, being, you know, fairly raw and honest about things or whatever. But at one point, they were talking about just this, you know... The song was about feeling kind of anguish for kind of other people uh, and, you know, people who were having a hard time of it. And at one point, they mentioned that the guy that they're talking about always looks pissed off, but they had to bleep out pissed, because of Christian radio oh. or Christian market. And so um the they added in kind of just a DJ scratch to like Kessos. <laughs> so it's like he always look, what off. Um this and, kind of And then
1: your stuff. mind just like it goes for like whatever the worst thing is.
2: <laughs> like, motherfuckered off? Oh, that's the worst one. Um Yeah, but I was thinking about when bands uh, you know when you do the radio edit and what they'd replace it with because it wouldn't always be just bleeping or silence they'd replace it with like you know a guitar sound or <laughs> I remember back when they were playing uh, songs from Dookie the Green Day album on the radio Classic. and the um uh, in Longview there's the line when masturbations lost its fun you're mm-hmm. fucking something.
1: Lazy, I, I think.
2: Lazy, I yeah. don't. Remember. And it's funny because I still love that album, so I should know that. But I remember on the radio, it was like oh, masturbation's lost its fun. You're hawking. <laughs> it was just like hawking and spitting kind of sound. It was the weirdest thing ever. And I, me at thirteen I had no idea what was going on.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I never. I almost never hear the radio edits of things because I'm like because I I will listen. I'm listening to the album version.
2: Yeah, who listens to the radio?
1: I can't. I well like. Once on, I was listening to something on Spotify and like the radio edit came up and I was like, what the, what? It was yeah. like, I think I was looking, I was listening to Nicki Minaj and it was like the, the radio edit of everything and I'm like, no, I don't want the clean version of this. This is weird.
2: This doesn't work.
1: This doesn't work at all, especially not with Nicki Minaj.
2: Uh huh. I think I only know one Nicki Minaj song and I think it's, no, no, I know two. I know Anaconda, obviously. Uh, and I know, uh, Stupid Ho, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was my introduction to Nicki Minaj.
1: Not the What's not that? the two I was expecting. I was expecting uh, Starships and Bees in the Trap.
2: You have to understand that, like, my exposure to like actual pop music is so <laughs> low that I only get what comes through as basically novelty tracks, uh, and those two are kind of in the Nicki Minaj novelty track.
1: Over this past year, I realized it was it it ha- it started around the time because there's this um uh dj i guess i don't know well, it's, it's dj earworm who uh, yeah. like a, a mashup artist a remix dude okay who makes every year does the state of pop mix and he's been doing it since like 2009 or mm-hmm. it takes he takes like the top 20 or 30 billboard songs and makes like a really cool mashup of all of them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's and and last year the last year's one was really good and i was like this is really good and then i started listening to i just started actually listening to pop music like i would put in pandora i'd be like today's hits let me hear these pop this pop music or on spotify is like top just top 40 stuff so so i started to hear like all of, i was like oh now i'm hearing all of the songs that were you know that bits of them were in that mashup now i'm hearing them in their actual context mm-hmm. and the uh the 2014 dj earworm state of pop just dropped like this past Oh week. shit! Yeah, that's,
2: that's a thing that drops. Not yeah, like, yeah, like if I ever release anything, it comes out or is released. Like other people can drop shit.
1: No, I promise. When Night in the Woods comes out, I'm gonna say Night in the Woods just <laughs> dropped.
2: Can it Can it be a Scott Benson joint? Can I... I? Can I pull a Spike Lee and and? It's a,
1: it's a Scotty B joint.
2: It's a Scotty. Oh no. <laughs> Scotty Scotty B joint really just sounds like a ribs place on the bayou. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Scott. I can't do a Creole accent, unfortunately. No. What does a Creole accent sound like? That's uh, like
1: I'm thinking Paul Prudhomme, kind
2: of. I'm thinking Gambit from the X Men.
1: Uh you must like to play cards.
2: I uh, now I'm thinking of the chef from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: oh, we we've got something, and let's let neither of us do it because it's just gonna come out as like a, an offensive.
2: <laughs> yeah. I have nothing but respect for the people of France and Louisiana. Uh, what what about the Acadians
1: of of Canada and parts of Maine? Well, fuck
2: them. <laughs> I had, I was, uh, well, uh, Bethany and I, uh, Bethany is my lovely wife, uh, she um, and I were looking at possible cities to move to at one point, and I was talking about how I would like to be somewhere in New England, but we can't afford anything in New England because New England's very expensive. Would it be somewhere kind of north? And I was like, hey, this city in Vermont is actually pretty cheap and seems very nice and et cetera, et cetera. And then I was looking and it was like 10 percent French speaking. And I was like, oh, holy shit. There's parts of the U.S. where they are a decent chunk French speaking. You always think of that as like this kind of far off thing in Canada. But no, Mm -hmm. even in the U.S.,
1: they're, they're among us.
2: They're among us. The Franco, Francophiles are... Uh, the Francophones are uh, are taking over Vermont. was that at the time? Because it's the freest state.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Live, live free or... Paul.
2: Um, I'll so, say. So, so you started listening to pop music.
1: Yeah, and, and this year, when the, the 2014 version of, of the State of Pop, I was like, oh, I actually know all of these songs. Like i've heard i this is it was the first time that i'd listened. And i was like oh i actually have heard every single one of these like 20 songs mm-hmm. so i recognized like and and so it had led to is like oh there's some songs on here that i'm like clips of these songs that i was like oh i'm sick of that song because <laughs> i've mm-hmm. heard it so many times uh, and and i was, was like this is a, yeah, yeah was a different experience than usual as opposed to like because previously when i'd been listening to it i was like taking it as like as a as a primary source i was like okay mm-hmm. this is uh, i'm ex- absorbing this as it's as it's as a whole mm. instead of and this time I was like oh now i'm listening to it and it's like oh i know all these parts so i had to kind of listen to it a couple times to like really get my head around it's like accepting it as as its own cohesive thing
2: you had to get your head around anaconda
1: <laughs> anaconda wasn't in there
2: what that's like that is like the only pop song this year i know <laughs> i think it's got to be in there
1: but all about that bass was in there
2: i don't know that song
1: oh and you're lucky
2: <laughs> well that's the thing okay so I, I don't listen to a lot of radio pop music Uh, it's not necessarily because it's like I'm uh, too good for it or anything Um, a lot of what pop music is made for or at least the kind of pop music that's in, on the radio is just kind of like so anathema to my existence <laughs> Uh, so it's like a lot of partying and dancing stuff which I uh, just it's like that is like the least fun kind of party to me the idea of this. And so like uh, whenever I'm like, hey, chilling chilling by myself, I'm not like, yeah, man, get this party going. A lot of them are kind of these like, you know, pretty cool empowerment anthem type things, Mm -hmm. which are cool, but like done in such a way that I find like the least empowering things ever. Um, But it's like one of those things is like I listen to it. I'm like, I get this. Like, I understand this. Like, I'm not a like I don't really listen to Beyonce, but I was watching some video of her and I was like, yeah, you know what? For the folks who are into this, I can see how this is like the most like, like fist pumping, I'm gonna be, everything's gonna be cool, I'm gonna like destroy the world in a good way, uh, thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I can kind of get it, but I'm also, also, also kind of like, eh, mm, mm, man, Um, <laughs> whatever. I feel, uh, the weird thing about pop music though, is that people expect that that is kind of the default, like, that's what you should like, and so when you say that you don't, people assume that it's, like, you must have an excellent reason or you're trying to prove something. So, um, since
1: I, since I spend all my time with, like, all, all the punk rockers like you, uh-huh. and that, that in, in my social circle, it's, it's, it's more unusual to listen to pop music. Mm-hmm. And that I think I'm a special snowflake.
2: <laughs> oh, no. It's that millennial pop. Yeah. Is, you know, you're getting your participation. That when, I,
1: that when I get in a cab that's playing Hot 97, I'm like, yeah, I know all these songs.
2: Hot 97. Wow. Yeah. I grew up, since I grew up next to New York, I like it was like, oh, God, is Z100 still around? I think um, so. God, yeah. Man, I remember, so Z100, you know, was like the big top 10 or top 40 station that i used to listen to when i was a kid and the they had and they may still have i have no idea they had a colin show a sex advice colin show (laughs) called love phones i don't know if i think it was actually produced there because yeah it was one of the djs from that i kind of
1: wanted to be love phones with an f (laughs) and then a z love
2: phones love phonies more like (laughs) um (laughs) So, th- I was listening to this in like seventh grade, and this is like, you know, private school me. This is how I learned like all of my sexual terminology. <laughs> um, well, because they had an actual like sex therapist on it, and then they had like the DJ there for just kind of color commentary. You to know? Go, to... What? And then play yeah, the erection ba- sound effect. Basically, yeah. And so she, she, she'd she be like, oh, well, it sounds like you can't achieve an erection. The guy was like, oh, well, that was. Must... <laughs> yeah, like something like that. Um, and then they'd occasionally have. Guests on. I remember one time they had P.J. Harvey on, oh. and P.J. Harvey was just being like, at the time I found creepy and off-putting. <laughs> Which is that even, I,
1: even at the time.
2: Even at the time, uh, like, now I now I'm like, oh, that's just P.J. being uh, P.J. and great. But at the time, I remember she was talking about like staying in some castle to like record an album and like some sort of ghost. Like coming to her and like it, it just being full of like all this different stuff and I was like oh my god she saw a ghost I'm listening to a sex show and there's a ghost on it. Um,
1: <laughs> you're under you're under the blanket in your bed like with the volume turned you know just just high enough that you can hear it so you don't yeah. get in trouble.
2: <laughs> yeah, listening to one on from on one ear with it kind of under my pillow. That was kind of uh, how that how I rolled on that. So yeah, that show was great because it was like. Once PJ Harvester started talking about ghosts, it really, thinking back on it, like, hearing about all this, you know, you know, your doors of perception getting blown open <laughs> on all this sex stuff when you're in, like, when you're, like, 11 or 12. Similar to the spooky excitement of listening to, to about ghosts. I'm like, this might all be fake for all I know. <laughs>
1: we have no proof. We have no yeah. primary
2: source on anything. We, we have no proof. Like, I've heard other people talk about this. Uh and listen, I don't have a reason not to believe it, uh, but et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, that was uh, great. I remember one of the big things was they were really like big on being super hyper skeptical of people's stories. Like they would kind of try to debunk people, would call co- would you know, Their call up stories? Yeah, they'd call up with like an anecdote, because they'd uh, have, you know, different topics, but they'd also be like you could just call in for like advice or something. Um And, but they were always, I just remember several times where they were, like, debunking someone's, like, horrible story they just told about sexual dysfunction of some sort. And the person just hanging up because they had been found out to be lying about it.
1: They were just so desperate to get on the radio.
2: Yeah, they were, they were sex investigators. But you know what, they didn't try to debunk PJ Harvey's uh, ghost stories. Well, you can't. That's true. That's true.
1: Did she bone a ghost?
2: No, like unfortunately, my, like
1: my step cousin
2: Kesha. <laughs> Is that something that cousin Kesha did? Can yeah. I get a can I get a cousin Kesha update? I I feel like I haven't had one. I all.
1: don't know. There's nothing to update. I
2: mean, well, she boned a ghost.
1: Yeah. Well, oh well, she's actually she's actually been through some some recent uh kind of she's been through some times. She went through.
2: Well, there was the boning the ghost. That sounds like a time. Yeah,
1: yeah. She went she went to the bone zone with a ghost. Okay. Yeah.
2: Directly directly to the bone zone. Would that be the graveyard?
1: No, no, she a was ghost? a. I think she was um, recording an album in, in a spooky house, and there was a ghost there, and mm-hmm. it, was, it had it had this energy, this very sexual energy. Okay, I know because I, I listened. She talked about it on a on a talk show, but then I, I was listening to. Like, I just typed in Kesha on Spotify and it's like, play me everything. And there's like an album of
2: her. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just picturing like, a spoken word thing of her. Like, so one time I boned a ghost.
1: No, that because she there's like a little like album that's her like explaining all of the tracks on one of her albums. Okay. And then she wrote a song about boning a ghost about the time she boned a ghost. And like, she explains.
2: Oh, that time. Yeah. <laughs> I I've barely lived. I've boned no ghosts. That uh, I know of. Well are
1: you familiar with the song Ghost with a Boner? No. By Diarrhea Planet.
2: No. No, but I've actually heard that band name before because yeah. once you hear it, you don't not hear it. In yeah, your they're head. actually
1: they're actually on Nashville Band. Yeah. So, and that's people, the only song of theirs I know, but it's a really great song.
2: People have said that they are pretty great, but then I didn't listen to them because they were called Diarrhea Planet. And I just knew that this couldn't work.
1: And they're one. They have a song called "Ghost with a Boner," and those, mm-hmm. those are pretty much lyrics. "Ghost with a Boner," "Ghost with a bo o oh, o oh, o oh, own," "Ghost with a Boner."
2: Okay, so boner. I can see that and raise you. Uh, Your the normal me on this podcast is Mark. Mark Popham, who That's is del-
1: the, the reason the reason that he is not with us today is he is literally on a plane, mm-hmm. right now.
2: Only a ghost.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's joining the Mile High Club mm-hmm. and and I, I don't know, the Spooky Sunday?
2: <laughs> the, Spooky the Spooky Sunday, Sunday Society? <laughs> the Spooky Sunday Society. Well, there's your episode name, clearly. But uh... uh
1: because his his job flew everyone out to LA for the holiday party.
2: Oh my dear God. Yeah Where does he work? Well you don't have to tell me on the air. He works
1: he in works. advertising.
2: Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: So yeah, he got flown wow. out to L.A. for the weekend.
2: That's a terrible place to have a Christmas party too. L.A. is not all that Christmassy. No, I think it was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, I have to take this down. On some level, I have to describe why I wouldn't want to do it. My
1: so. office's uh, holiday party is tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I think we're having it in a on a, on a rooftop place on on Fifth Avenue.
2: Okay. Uh, my office is at home.
1: <laughs> so you're my holiday holidays. party
2: is ongoing.
1: <laughs> so right now, because you got your, your stinky Christmas tree.
2: Yeah, it's, oh, it smells so nice. Uh, it took forever to set up, and I was very cranky afterwards, because I was very tired. But I'm probably
1: covered in sap.
2: Yeah, I, I got a little sap on me on my, I, I got a coat from Old <laughs> Navy recently, and I got sap on it. so I'm going to have to be cleaned, and I'm not happy about that. Um, so I brought up Mark Popham because he has been talking on Twitter about a band called Best Friends Forever.
1: Who I yeah, have Beth- not
2: heard. Uh, you'd like them. They're great. Uh, Bethany uh, and I have been fans of them. They haven't really been around for a while. This is kind of, you know, your mid-aughts kind of band. Kind of like mm-hmm. twee, folky, punky stuff. Yeah, I,
1: I kind of went into a, in in the mid, like early mid-2000s, I kind of was in a Uh, like a music void i think i was mostly Uh listening to like entirely to like j-pop and moxie furvis and that was it
2: oh my god (laughs) i'm so sorry
1: (laughs) i tell you Uh, what that moxie furvis thing has been rough lately
2: yeah i heard this i didn't know all about it but the uh alec the guy making a video game with was like yeah i was a moxie furvis fan that's everybody
1: in in canada (laughs) <laughs> every canadian knows king of spain by heart i've tested mm-hmm. this
2: i'm actually i i this is a similar to diarrhea planet i i had heard the name moxie because that's not a name that you hear very often and it stuck with in my head i've actually never heard uh the mox i don't know what you cool kids fru- what you mock what, mo- what you mox heads column Fruit 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 heads yeah um gonna go see the fruit uh but, um, so, yeah, no, best friends forever uh they're kind of uh two women who are best friends forever, and that's kind of like the what permeates like their music is just like we're just so happy, happy, happy to be friends with each other, which is very nice, that but they have great. a song called "Ghostly Love, I believe, and it is all essentially about boning a ghost um
1: it's a it's a quality theme throughout music, I think. Yeah.
2: Like throughout all of it, every culture has its stories about uh, bony and Ghost.
1: And I mean, like some people tell them in
2: you know like in Ghostbusters. hmm I mean, oh god, yeah. So that was weird. I did not pick up on that when I was a kid at mm-hmm. all. But no, Dan Aykroyd actually fellated by a ghost who decided that that was it? someone's like sitting there late at night going like tap a tap tap all the way on the Dan right. Aykroyd like, is
1: the one who's who's deciding that because. <laughs>
2: does Dan Aykroyd just have that call on every movie he said he gets to be filleted by some sort of like thematically appropriate person no it's always a ghost and it's usually edited out okay
1: and he always wears the matador costume
2: so in the great outdoors uh with him and John Candy is that correct I believe yeah Uh, the, the, yeah everyone remembers the great scene where he's filleted by a ghost yeah. while on the dock and like raccoons are stealing things out of the garbage and everyone's laughing there was that one um and assholes yeah wow the,
1: this is not the first time we, we've discussed uh the great outdoors on this podcast
2: i so i remember i watched that at my friend tobin bergenthaler another Ooh. name that you remember um That's an amazing name yeah it is uh his family was super, super... Well, okay, this is his family. They had a makeshift rock wall, like climbing wall, like that, that they made on the side safe. of their house. Yeah, um, I remember that about them, and I remember that they... Um, I watched that movie over there, and there was a lot of cursing in it, and I was like, oh my god, this is like fifth grade. Oh, yeah. um, and they, Tobin had his birthday at a place called Sports World. Um, now, Sports World didn't actually have a lot of sports going on. It was in Paramus, New Jersey, and has since been shut down for reasons that are going to become pretty apparent in a moment sports world was this kind of amazing arcade slash weird ass attraction indoor complex so you'd have like your arcade like tons of ski ball, and like you know throw a basketball in the hoop and win a prize type thing you know a, kind of a dave and busters on mm-hmm. speed or something just like really nuts and way overboard and arcade games you never even heard of like in like the Cards on the front were not anywhere near English, and uh, they had virtual reality games in, like, 1992. Sweet. Called, there's one called Dactyl Nightmare, which was great. It barely worked. They had laser tag. They had indoor mini golf and those things where you shoot the BBs at things. Uh, and they had um, a game that were all, It was like a full motion video type game, but it was holograms on, like, a board. So people would have obviously, obviously, you'd have your birthday pr- party there if your parents were into it. So at Tobin Mergenthaler's uh, birthday, we got into they had this uh, ride indoors where that was basically like um, okay, you know, like a like a two of tennis balls, a two uh, of tennis balls, a, a tube, okay. a, tu- a <laughs> two of tennis ball is like what that's that's the card you want to you want to hold. <laughs> Um, I prefer the uh, the three of lacrosse nets <laughs> The four of, four of lawn darts beats all <laughs> um, So if you've seen a tube of tennis balls Take all the tennis balls out except for one And then hook up an air compressor to the bottom of it So that every once in a while you can blow the air compressor into it And shoot the ball out of the top But not enough that it actually flies out and kills you Because you're inside the tennis ball in this uh, But so that you fall back down onto the cushion of air that's what this thing was. Oh. And Lord, did people die. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a couple people died. And I wrote in that thing uh, not not a month or two before, I think, the first of the deaths happened. <laughs> uh, and it was amazing. I, I hold that near and dear to my heart. Swords World is, was one of those places that modern-day arcades are kind of where, like, skeevy, older like teens hang out with like naive younger teens
1: i don't think modern day arcades really exist
2: well that's what i'm saying like i think that like the ones that exist now in particular are just like the diviest of dirtbag Mm -hmm. joints there was one in altoona when we lived there called slinky's action zone oh no and you walk through a giant slinky to get in, and like everything was broken, like every single thing in that place was broken. Like, right, like, okay, cool, let's play some Lethal Enforcers, and like the triggers are broken, and it's like, cool, I'm gonna play this Jurassic Park game, and you get in, the steering wheel's missing. Uh, it was just really, really horrible, and it was all, you know, 21 year old guys there picking up 16 year old girls. <laughs> it's just the worst uh, of all possible places.
1: Um, we had a uh, an arcade in the mall near where I, I grew up in Nashville, and I can't remember if I've told the story on the podcast before, but you know it's it's all this it's always somebody's first time listening. So that's
2: true. That's true. Might as well feast the day.
1: Yeah. Um. And there was a time I was I was playing the big um X Men game, the big like the big cabinet one. Where oh, you, yeah, where you could pick like Wolverine or
2: your side-scrolling beat 'em up X Men.
1: Yes. And um, I would come in to play that. And I I always liked to play Nightcrawler because he could like bamf around the bamf, screen, yeah. zip, zip zip zip. And there was this kid who was like he was I was maybe like fourteen or fifteen at the time, and this kid was maybe somewhere in the eight to ten, maybe mm-hmm. maybe maybe a nine, maybe specifically a nine. And he had this big stack of quarters up on the on the arcade console, and uh, I you know and he was playing Wolverine, and I like plunked in and played uh and I played Nightcrawler for a while. And normally, I never got past like the first level in that because you know playing it by yourself, you'd always get your ass kicked, and
2: yeah it was designed specifically to kick to your to ass. quarters out of you, yeah
1: uh, it would get I would get to the blob and <laughs> no one can stop the blob
2: <laughs> and
1: then I'd die um but you know, fighting with this kid, we got past it and got you know I got further than I'd seen before, but then I did die, and I was like, oh, I'll stick around and watch for a while because this is I haven't seen this part of the game before, and uh the kid started getting get his ass kicked and mm-hmm. He turns to me and says, Nightcrawler, I need your help.
2: Oh my god.
1: And I was like, Well, give me a quarter <laughs> Hey
2: rich kid. <laughs> hey rich child. Hey wealthy child.
1: And so and so he gave me some quarters and I
2: and Nightcrawler hopped back in. <laughs> Why aren't you going by the name Nightcrawler then? it was gifted to you? I
1: don't know. I had I had enough handles already by that point.
2: I feel like you were just like given the crown of some like far off country. No. You're like Napoleon. You need to you need to retake. You need to pick up that crown and wear it now, Nightcrawler.
1: Well, I haven't gained the ability to teleport, so
2: haven't you though? Because you're in my living room right now. And I'm in.
1: I'm in all. Of, I'm in the hearts of all of our listeners.
2: Yeah, in the hearts of all children. Ugh. Like Gamera. I,
1: I do have. I do have a constant <laughs> smell of sulfur. Maybe that's. <laughs> Maybe that explains it. Is
2: that the plot of Gamera that he... No, no, Nightcrawler.
1: And... Nightcrawler smells... He smells bad.
2: What's the difference between Gamera and Nightcrawler? G- G- Gamera's the giant turtle. Nightcrawler <laughs> is is the demon German. Oh, it's always back to turtles with you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I forgot about... I forgot about a purity turtle.
1: <laughs> purity ring turtle. You know, she's doing okay.
2: She's doing you know... I was thinking the last time I was on this one I was super tired and like we had both I think had bad weeks and we were so morose and it was really funny because <laughs> I listened to it since and I'm like oh my god we were just we went cool. into
1: a dark place in the middle yeah, I think we started yeah. talking about atheism
2: <laughs> yeah atheism and like death and like all kinds of stuff like it had been it was a rough time because I think that was right at the beginning of can you you know what you should do can you bleep out uh this it was right at the beginning of Gamergate and I was feeling pretty bummed about everything good thing that's uh, solved yeah, no, it's solved. It totally, 100, percent is solved. Um,
1: I'm not going to bleep that out because I'm too lazy, and I have a, I have places to be after this.
2: Oh, That's true. What are you What are you doing? Let's talk about our plans after we. Talk.
1: I tonight I'm gonna com- I'm gonna be in a charity trivia event. Okay. With All my right. for a two six NYC, which is a lovely charity that does uh, uh, like tutoring and writing classes for kids to teach them how to write good.
2: Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good
1: and i did it last year with my my team of people i met in my secret society. Mm-hmm. And we're team ducks in a pen. Okay. And we lost last year and we'll probably lose again this year because there's a bobs burgers team and on the bobs burgers team is going to be kevin klein. Okay. And uh i've had a crush on him for about 20 years. Oh no. <laughs> and i don't know how i'm going to be able to focus on anything if mm-hmm. if kevin klein is like on the same Plain as me.
2: Can you get up next to him and just creepily whisper "Wild Wild West"?
1: <laughs> he was really cute in Wild Wild West.
2: <laughs> was he? Yeah. That movie is steampunk, so uh,
1: that movie is like the only thing people can point to until like until I don't know the most recent, the Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. Like there was no there was no primary source for steampunk in in popular culture other than Wild Wild West for.
2: I I was thinking like you have your uh you have your animes and you have your video games that's where I know the concept from.
1: Yeah, Final Fantasy VI is your.
2: Yeah, F- uh, Final Fantasy VI, the the good Final Fantasy that um yeah that's that's very much the, my my steampunk uh you know go to primary uh bible. Uh, is Steampunk still a thing? Is sure. that still a thing? That I mean, is it is it still like a quote unquote subculture?
1: I it has to be.
2: <laughs> do I subcultures th- die? At I
1: don't point? think they do. Okay. Because oh, okay. This is one thing I was thinking. I think every once in a while, like Avatar, the movie with the the blue kitty people.
2: Yes, I heard of this. Uh, did you see it? Yeah, I did. I okay. saw it. It's everybody, terrible.
1: everybody saw it. That was yeah. It was. It's like the most successful movie of all time.
2: Yeah, we did it. We. It's our fault. It's it's, our... it's the
1: most like successful movie of all time, but it left no cultural ripples.
2: Yeah, like, yeah, it left
1: not like, like Pacific Rim was technically a flop, but uh-huh. like drift compatibility is like a thing. Like people still like there, like the there are dumber, less successful movies that that have left like at yeah. least. A, not, a skim a on the point. culture on culture's surface but there is like that is an
2: excellent point <laughs>
1: nobody makes like an avatar nobody makes avatar jokes nobody... What would
2: be an avatar joke
1: exactly there's nothing there uh
2: well because the movie took itself so goddamn seriously i mean
1: like the only thing is, is is i like maybe people laughing about how stupid unobtainium is
2: yeah unobtainium i've heard since although that was a term that that was extant before that yeah. but still
1: and there's apost- there's always been things like that but, uh, well, there's no
2: quotes from it There's th- at there- all no. which is funny because uh, it, it has that James Cameron like military slang that like you can't like that can't be actual military slang like you got that in aliens yeah. a little bit I remember at one point in Avatar I mean, game over
1: no one says that yeah
2: game over man that's uh, fake. Pe- yeah well that's the thing aliens endlessly quotable game over man is something you hear all the time <laughs> that's something that people say yeah um, since I watched um, that it a couple of weeks Orbit.
1: Yeah. They they mostly come at night.
2: Mostly. mostly. What accent is Newt fighting or trying to do?
1: I don't know. She's grown up feral. <laughs> she's got a feral accent.
2: <laughs> she's been unschooled. So are you familiar with unschooling? Uh, it's sounds... you're, fr- you're you live in Brooklyn.
1: Tell me about unschooling.
2: Unschool okay, so now oh now that you now that you're actually putting it on the spot, I'm gonna have a hard time explaining it. Hey hun? You know what unschooling is, correct? Yeah. Okay, Hun, can you walk over here and explain what unschooling is? Okay. This is Bethany, she's gonna explain unschooling.
1: I think it's just like a more like hardcore dedicated homeschooling. Okay. For
2: yeah. Is it counter programming the children against the tyranny of and
1: waiting in lines and getting their milk cartons?
2: Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Bethany. Bethany. Bethany Hockenberry, our expert on alternative uh, schooling. Is this what were <laughs> Indigo
1: children? What they do?
2: Uh, there's probably more than a few Indigo children who are unschooled. Yes. Uh, uh, so yeah, my theory here is that Newt is from uh, a, a highly progressive family uh, who decides to unschool, and not. I mean, she obviously isn't vaccinated either. Oh so. yeah. Really, just, she's just a walking little disease box.
1: <laughs> un unschooled in, in twenty one seventy
2: nine. hmm. Is that when that sixth place? Yes. Hmm. I'd... My favorite part of Aliens is uh I don't know if you saw the director's cut. I don't or not.
1: I don't remember what I watched. I think I watched just the regular.
2: Did you was there a scene before that whole colony went to shit? I... Like where they were inside the colony? Uh I don't I think, think they... so. Okay, so in the theatrical version that's not there in the director's cut, which is the one I have, and actually the only one I've ever really seen uh, other, th- other than the like edited for TV Fox Sunday afternoon <laughs> movie in the 90s uh, version. What so they have they show the colony, you know, before it's, you know, alien all aliened and it's just people doing stuff uh before
1: it gets geared to shit.
2: Yeah, before it gets uh, straight up geegered. Uh, they, so they're showing just life and there's a there's a kid riding a big wheel, if you remember those from the 80s. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: Um, he's riding one, but it has a giant and yutani like logo on the front <laughs> that basically looks like a metal 3x5 card just pasted to the front that just has the logo on it. And I'm like, <laughs> I love how they're branding the big wheels. Like, right up front, super obtrusive, whalen yutani big wheel.
1: I remember the last time I, I tangled with a big wheel. As mm-hmm. I was. This was when I... I was in my te- like early teens or or tween age, but this was before the term tween had been invented.
2: By the way, that is the technical term for you. You do not ride a big wheel; you tangle with it.
1: Yeah, and and this is when I went up to my my grandmother's in Reimersburg, Pennsylvania.
2: All right, which All which, which you and I have
1: discussed at length, although yes. not recorded. Which is mm-hmm. in Western Pennsylvania.
2: Indeed, and I guess I think forty minutes north of where I live.
1: And it's uh, I think it's further than that. It's sad and depressing. Mm-hmm. and I had nothing to do and I was like definitely too old and too large for a big wheel but there was just one from like my younger cousin and I spent like 45 minutes spinning it out
0: <laughs> in in
1: my grandmother's driveway
0: because mm-hmm. I was
1: like I have to fill this time there's no internet there's there's no there's no television everything is boring and I hate it here I will I will spin out this big wheel mm-hmm. until I'm covered in in scars
2: i have i also big wheel was like a something that was easy to injure yourself on because it was so low to the ground yeah like you would skin your feet if you were like riding it barefoot you would skin your feet like the tops of your feet because like if you went at all like downwards on those pedals the pavement is right there Uh, oh yeah
1: you can't you can't break on a big wheel
2: no oh no you you could try you'd be a fool to try you can try children Maybe that's what they do in unschooling. They they, just, uh, they
1: put you on a big wheel and send you down the hill.
2: They do. That's not what those those you know schools do.
1: No, they They're... put you in a helmet. Uh huh. They don't let you go down the street.
2: They'd give you all kinds of vaccines before they even let you go on the big wheel. Oh, you're vaccinated against against scrapes. Did you know that our ancestors, who yeah. were far healthier, oh yeah, they rode big wheels all up and down the caves the glaciers. Uh and they were fine. They were fine. And they lived far longer and they ate only raw meats and tubers. And they were fine. Yeah. We should go back to this. And
1: they never wore shoes. Mhm. And their auras were the most indigo.
2: They they were yeah, they were hella indigo. Hella i that's my that's your Hell step indigo. up. Hella indigo. That's your that's your step up from indigo children uh Hell indigo. Hella, a, ages ago on Twitter. Uh, back when I could do such things uh, because like 40 people followed me uh, before you
1: got before you got famous
2: before before I became the minorist of minor league internet celebrities uh the I think that's me <laughs> I don't know I think uh, you have a podcast so you're one up That's true I, I you have a podcast and you know famous comedians
1: yeah that is that is true
2: this is not something that I have <laughs> access to at all um uh, ages ago, I made some sort of joke about, like, being an indigo adult. And, like, almost immediately, someone tweeted back to me. It was like, oh, my goodness, you too? Thank you. I've been looking for someone to talk to about this. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, I think we've actually
1: discussed that before. Have we?
2: I, oh, God. Yeah, that's one of those, like, things that sticks in your head. It's one of those, like, go-to stories that you have, I think. It's not a very good one, though.
1: Yeah, my my grandmother who lives in Reimersburg, is definitely into all that kind of stuff. Really, like, like the like Atlantis.
2: Okay, and
1: all kinds of New Age stuff. And
2: is she Mulder? Yes. Okay.
1: You should see her in her little speedo.
2: Is she on... uh? <laughs> is she onto something like Mulder?
1: <laughs> I think so. I don't know why she's got all those X's taped into her. Uh, windows but
2: The X-Files would have been fantastic if it just turned out that Mulder was nuts
1: <laughs> If there was absolutely no conspiracy whatsoever
2: Yeah like like in the last episode he's like Scully oh, I was wrong this whole time She's like I know I've been fucking <laughs> telling you this for like nine seasons you and the T-1000 I told you both I thought if I fucked you you'd stop <laughs> Is that what happens in The X-Files? I thought they were always in a will you won't you. Oh, uh, yeah, they hook will up they eventually. Won't they. Will you won't you is a different one <laughs> than will they won't they. I guess that's the second person. Will they won't they?
1: Oh, that's like a like a text adventure game.
2: <laughs> the will you won't you? Huh? It's um, like it's like
1: a text adventure of of of, of like unresolved sexual tension. It's, it's uh, the, let me set the, that ch- up on Cheers.
2: It's the Cheers uh, <laughs> sex adventure from you the You are 80s. in a bar. Norm. Norm uh, is here. <laughs> Woody Go. Harrelson is here, but no one knows who he is yet.
1: <laughs> Go east.
2: Enjoy this ride, Ted Danson. Because oh. it ends pretty quickly after this.
1: He's Ted Danson's doing fine.
2: That's yeah, true, because he was in uh, Bored to Death and he was delightful.
1: And he, he had all those Becker years.
2: Okay, you know what? I take it back, Ted Danson.
1: I mean, that was definitely his peak, but he's doing okay.
2: Yeah, good for Ted Danson. Ted
1: Danson isn't hawking anything on QVC or the whatnot
2: that's true unlike woody harrelson is he nope
1: oh yeah woody harrelson's doing great <laughs> yeah
2: it's true he was in uh true detective
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh where he played a, a jerk i was recently watching No oh, country for old men and by recently i mean earlier he was in that i haven't seen that you should see no country for old men it's a bleak little little film i should it's a coen brothers which i, do I like-, like them I like Cohen Brothers. It's probably their bleakest and darkest and most spa- it's based on a Cormac McCarthy book. Oh, buddy. So, it's Cormac McCarthy meets Cohen in a death match in Texas. Uh, it's pretty great. Um but Woody Harrelson is in that for a little bit. And is- every time he shows up, I'm like, "Ah, hey Woody.
1: What's your favorite Cohen Brothers movie?"
2: Uh, ooh. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. It might be Fargo. Uh, it might be my No Country for Old Men or it might be Oh Brother Where Art Thou.
1: Yeah, I think Oh Brother oh Brother, Art Thou is my favorite.
2: It's so delightful. You just get such a nice feeling.
1: Uh, it's got a lot, of, a lot of personal memories connected with it to me. And the music. The music's so good.
2: Yeah. I don't think I have any personal memories connected to it uh, for me. Except for the time I watched it the one time when my friend Rich came to visit me but was sick and ended up sleeping in my bed all day because he was sick. And then he drove home and that was awkward. So I was sitting in my bed or not in my bedroom while Rich was sleeping in my bed. And I was watching our brother, where art thou? That was okay. That's my one horrible memory. <laughs> oh, my my memories are even uh even more depressing. So Okay. <laughs>
1: so let's let's well, maybe that's that's what we do when you're on at like the when it's just the two of us at like the 50 minute point we get yeah. real dark.
2: So, I am, I am just such a downer. I think of myself <laughs> as a pretty delightful person, but man, I just bring it out. <laughs> we get real. I used to, you know, do a decent amount of of of, you know, kind of doing some counseling talk with people. So maybe, maybe I'm just good at bringing, drawing this out.
1: You want me like to, a... Do you want me to talk about my dead mom?
2: Yes, <laughs> endlessly.
1: Well, because it... uh, watching the Down from the Mountain concert film with, with all the music from mm-hmm. and inspired uh, by Oprah, was, was one of the, the last things I did with my mom. And mm. then, on the day she died, I went and collapsed on the couch in my living room and turned on the television and o brother were there was on hmm.
2: do you find that you can you can kind of still watch it and enjoy yeah
1: it? yeah because it's it's got a, it's it's got such it's bittersweet i mean it's been you know like it's been almost um six years
2: uh, tell me tell me that in viewings of o brother or though if you line them up back to back.
1: <laughs> how long is that movie? It's about a two-hour movie. Two
2: um, I'm
1: not good at math.
2: Yep, <laughs> I, I was unschooled. Uh, that's true. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't have to. You don't have to know that many like math, Like you're like, how many sticks is this? And then you could hold up the amount of sticks that you're talking about because you don't learn to conceptualize sticks, so you're not going to count them because you're just going to hold up how many you have. It's a fun system.
1: <laughs> yeah, a system. That's the <laughs> that's problem. True. There's still Fuck. a system.
2: Uh, I have one of those whiteboard talk, uh, YouTube videos where I explain all about this.
1: What's this? What? You
2: know what I'm talking about? It was like, this is your era of, this is, I think think pieces have taken over this, but, um, you know, your Ted talks clearly. Uh Um, there was, there was like, uh, is it Quora or something? There was like a bunch of videos. There's like your big think then there was uh these um videos that were audio of someone talking uh either from a ted talk or from something else and someone would do these whiteboard illustrations along with it uh you 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 clearly have seen them they were huge online like a few years i ago. feel
1: like i've seen like the ads that that used were inspired the... yeah. by them
2: yes okay <sighs> Yeah. um, So anyway, I have one of those about my version of unschooling, which is where we don't teach conceptual things. You only deal with hard realities. (laughs) Um, So you don't count sticks. You just hold up the sticks you have. And if you don't have the sticks you have, they don't exist to you.
1: Wake up, sheeple.
2: Yeah, they don't exist to you, sheeple. Do you think Newt running around in those vents surviving when all the adults and other children were presumably murdered? And entombed and infested with aliens? Do you think she needed uh, concepts like numbers? No, she didn't. You know, she
1: even, like, she has no, um, when it comes to her little doll, She's mm-hmm. she's got no illusions that it's anything yeah. other than a piece of plastic.
2: Mm-hmm. She has no attachments to that doll. because She lets that doll go when the queen alien takes her. And it floats there, resonantly, in mm-hmm. the water. Yeah, she doesn't care. She drops her little tracker no wait no she doesn't she holds on to that that's because it's attached to her yeah sure N- make our children like Newt drop them into a terrible like a nightmarish hive. industrial habit trail of alien death and uh let them let go um, so pivoting back to the horrible sadness so you still find that is it? does the movie is it a movie that you watch more often now or is it just something that once in a while it's on and you're like huh eh. Yeah. It's
1: it's something like it like I I watch it and it's and at this point I'm like it's like oh yeah this is you know it's nice it reminds me of reminds me of mom mm-hmm. and it, it's mostly because I have a a bunch of the music from there because it has such good music and for oh, a while yeah, like, I like couldn't song. for a while I couldn't listen to those songs at all that mm-hmm. was like I I wish I had actually done this I wish I had actually made a playlist of songs that make me cry that made me like when when you know, after my mom died when I was like oh nope can't listen to this. Mm-hmm. so if i ever i wish i had actually made that playlist so if i ever felt like i'm gonna sit and be sad about my dead mom which sometimes mm-hmm. you do when you have yeah. a dead mom, it's healthy to mm-hmm. have a to have a little sit and be sad yes like it's when cathartic I watched, and yeah and healthy like uh when i watched brave cried about that one a lot have you seen it really?
2: i have not seen brave because um i didn't want to so anyway <laughs> that's fair <laughs> yeah um, I'm an animator who doesn't really like Pixar, so that puts That's me okay. in like a, a weird space. As, um, Pixar,
1: as Pixar movie go- movies goes, I would as,
2: as uh-huh.
1: I'm a native English speaker. Yeah, as Pixar goes. Well, it's skates, the homeschooling. Oh yeah. yeah, I was we homeschooled end- for two years.
2: So oh yeah, I forgot about this. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm I'm a, I, you've come so far considering.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as as Pixar movies go, go I, I can't. Say. <laughs> as pixar
2: one more time
1: as pixar movies go yay it's not it's not the best one it's it's okay it's just okay
2: what would be the best one
1: um uh, i would say wally is probably my
2: favorite wally or ratatouille I remember liking Ratatouille. I didn't like WALL-E. I found it to be uh, incredibly smug. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a smug little movie, I think.
1: I and watched it's... I WALL-E five times in one weekend once because
2: okay. there, are,
1: there are children in my life.
2: Because you were feeling smug.
1: Yeah, because well, I was watching it with my two-and-a-half-year-old nephew. Because it had just come out, and he was, okay. he was like, we're going to watch WALL-E again.
2: Like, look at this. Look at Fred Thomas uh, fred thomas is that the guy who's fred in it thompson. live action fred thompson sorry dave thomas the guy from wendy's isn't it
1: uh, rest in peace
2: he oh man must this always become a downer <laughs> you know what you know what's great about uh, dave thomas in his commercials that he was endlessly in he would say he would say i'm an old-fashioned guy
1: <laughs> i don't remember that at all i
2: make hamburgers that are old-fashioned and i'm like don't you mean hamburgers
1: where's he from
2: I don't know. But I remember there was a McDonald's commercial where Ronald McDonald and the puppet dragon were in it, and he's like, Oh no, it's a dragon. And
1: that I was, a, was like, What? A, what fuck? dragon?
2: He just was showing up and he and was McDonald's like, oh no, a dragon. Uh and everyone else is like, oh no. And then he's like, I'm gonna feed you the hamburger, and the dragon's like, alright. And he's like, Alright, dragon. And I'm like, who says this? Who says old fashioned dragon?
1: Uh Dave Thomas, whose full name was Rex David Thomas.
2: Okay. Wow.
1: I can't believe that your name would be Rex and you would not go by Rex.
2: Rex David Thomas?
1: And your name means king. Well, he was he was born in Atlantic City, New Jersey.
2: Okay, are we on the Wikipedia for Dave Thomas right I, now? I I'm
1: on Wendy's I'm on Wendy's dot dot com, yes.
2: Okay. Is this a primary source?
1: <laughs> yes. Alright. Uh, uh, www.aboutwendy's.com slash r hyphen company slash dave
2: s hyphen legacy about <laughs> i want to be in the meeting where they decided that that was the one they needed
1: <laughs> wendy's is currently trading at uh eight eight
2: dollars and seventy eight cents a share i wonder if like considering wendy's also does considering wendy's no, unfortunately, in regards to Wendy's. No, no about Wendy's. About
1: AboutWendy's.com.
2: I'm going to it right now.
1: And uh,
2: Listener, you should go to it right now. Yeah. Hmm.
1: We're all learning about Wednesday. Wednesday? Oh, boy. Mm-mm. I think I might have had a small stroke at
2: some point. Oh, no. <laughs> Come back to us.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm with you.
2: Okay. Because uh, Dave,
1: Dave Thomas was always... He was, uh, there's also an actor, a Canadian actor named Dave Thomas.
2: Yeah, yeah. he's... He, uh, I'm familiar with him. He's yes. he's a funny man.
1: But uh, Wendy's Dave Thomas was always... He, he, old, he did a lot for adoption he, charities and whatnot. He because was,
2: he's an old-fashioned man.
1: He's an old-fashioned man who was, uh, a- who was adopted. He was adopted, as was Wendy herself. Oh, wow!
2: Wendy was adopted. Yeah. Oh Dave. Uh, what a great... What a great guy.
1: Do they have... Are there Wendy's out? Do you have... Uh, you don't see them much anymore.
2: I... Okay, let me tell you about Wendy's. I got a Wendy's two blocks from me, and I got another Wendy's about a mile up the road. Nice. Uh, and so we, we actually have a good and a bad Wendy's. Oh, yeah! Yeah. So that one's good. But I'm actually not sure which one it is. So, like, the one near us... So, oh, I don't usually eat a lot of fast food, but recently I've been very busy, and the Wendy's is right there. Uh, And a Frosty is good Mm -hmm. Um, So I've gone to it a few more times uh, A few times recently And um, At one point I went And it was closed It was about like 5pm and I was like what the hell That's weird, Wendy's is closed I wonder if they went out of business And so I drove up You know the mile up the road to Edgewood Town Center and went to the Wendy's there Uh, And so Another time like maybe a couple weeks later I went And I was like oh, I should check this out And I went by and the Wendy's was opened It was totally remodeled which, I That's why they were closed And the parking lot was ripped off And it was filled with escalates And The uh, ropes across the parking lot Say closed for a private party <gasps> what? So I'm wondering Like who Like what like visiting dignitary <laughs> Closed down the, Closed down the Wendy's Like with like, because like the cars in the parking lot were huge. These were very large cars belonging to very rich people, and they were all at Wendy's having some sort of gala event. Maybe it was like,
1: I mean, it could be like serious Wendy's investors. Okay. Or heirs to the
2: Wendy's fortune, all adopted.
1: Yeah, adopted heirs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it could be like, like um, some sort of uh, blank check situation. The movie Blank Check. <laughs> Uh-huh. Where like a, t- a 10 year old is now incredibly rich uh-huh and he decides that he's gonna invite all of his his friends and his favorite basketball players
2: an unschooled 10 year old <laughs> an
1: unschooled 10 year old has just has just uh suddenly come come upon a hundred million dollars
2: and since they don't have abstract concepts does not know what this is but someone says yeah uh, man you could you could run out of wendy's uh and you could buy a dinosaur and those are the only two things they did
1: where'd the dinosaur come out of man money (laughs) oh yeah you can make a dinosaur out of money
2: yeah no you can buy a dinosaur with money that's kind of how it works
1: it's 100 million 100 million isn't a lot of money these days
2: (laughs) you're right it's not
1: i mean you could probably rent a wendy's but only for a night
2: that's true that's true because i
1: watched i watched thunderball last night
2: Okay, yeah, you've been watching some Bond movies. Oh
1: yeah, because I'm continuing. I'm almost done. I think I only have like five left.
2: The 77 Bond movies? How many are there? There are 23. And, uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, and Bond, uh. Bond 24 was just announced. It will be called Spectre, and okay. it will come out in like a year. Oh
2: my god! Will it be about him boating a ghost?
1: <laughs> <gasps> oh, I hope so. I hope Monica... Otherwise oh. known
2: as a Spectre?
1: Because uh, Monica was... Monica Bellucci is, is going to be in it. And oh, okay. She well, she'll be a hot ghost for him to bone.
2: I listen. I'm not. Or Christoph normally...
1: Waltz. Christoph Waltz would be a super hot ghost for him to is,
2: bone. Is he in there too? Yeah. I'm gonna watch this movie because uh, this is a bunch of ver- uh, fairly attractive people.
1: And Andrew Scott.
2: I don't know who that is. He was
1: a uh, Moriarty in Sherlock.
2: Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was great.
1: He's apparently divisive. Apparently, that that portrayal is. I, I like don't.
2: Someone. I don't really like Sherlock, but I like the actors on it.
1: Yeah, I. I started out liking Sherlock, and now I. Yep. Hate Sherlock.
2: I don't think it's a very good show, but I think Benedict Cumberbatch oh, and Martin whole, Freeman are great. Uh,
1: I became unschooled when it when it uh, when it came to Sherlock. Girl,
2: I, I, let me drop some knowledge. I'm gonna unschool you. But I
1: realized, like, oh, Stephen Moffat is a terrible writer and a horrible person.
2: <laughs> hey, you know what? I like the new Doctor Who season, though. I thought it was pretty good. Doctor, what? doctor doctor who mm-hmm, doctor who doctor whom that guy Doctor uh, who? Doctor, doctor, doctor. doctor, no what? i am stopping this right now <laughs> no <laughs> stop it because i know that like half a tumbler's ears just pricked up at the idea of such a mashup uh and i i won't allow it <laughs> anywhere near me um i need to ruin as much fun as possible um mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, like, I, I don't have as many problems with Stephen Moffat as other people do. Like, he just, like, uh, maybe I haven't read all the things. I haven't, I don't, I haven't apparently got to, like, the part where he eats a bunch of babies or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because people he's just really a, he's just a big, him. He's
1: just a huge misogynist. That's...
2: Oh, okay. Well, that's that's a problem. Yeah. Mm.
1: It's just a terror. Yeah, and then it, once, you, once you go down that path, you're like, oh. Mm. And then once you look at the things he's done, you're like, oh. The baby. Oh. You ate that baby and it was a girl baby And then you said, oh, it's not very tasteful
2: <laughs> Which, so
1: But speaking of misogyny, James Bond
2: <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> I never really liked James Bond This is great, this is where you bring up something that brings you joy And I talk about how I don't like it That's, <laughs> how, that's what the podcast has come to We you know, it's funny, you and I like a lot of the same things too So We just don't uh, talk
1: about them
2: <laughs> That's true We talk about them, but we don't record them oh, yeah. We talk about them on Twitter and when you and I just chat uh, but apparently this is the I am I am such a downer on this podcast man no. downcast
1: no you're great when I tell people hey if you want to listen to the show and see what it's like listen to the one with Scott
2: <laughs> just the dark night of the soul podcast <laughs> the dark souls podcast if you will well, we
1: just need Mark here that's that's. it only gets dark when it's the two of us and speaking of dark it's you know it's it's 3pm so the sun should be going down any moment now
2: that's true it's I like, like I like the winter though oh.
1: I used to, but uh, I think something inside me snapped, and now I, I crave the D, by we which <laughs> I mean vitamin D. <laughs> oh, God, why am I laughing at that? Because it was funny. That's why.
2: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm going to say that all the time now, though. So you and I both have, you know, we'll, we, we we both t- take some brain medications. Mm-hmm.
1: We stuff. take the same.
2: Yeah, we both One take Limexol. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Uh, Lamotrigin. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to uh, mood stabilizing drugs. Yeah. Um, so, do you find that yours gets worse in the winter?
1: It hasn't before. hmm But uh, last winter was so bad.
2: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: It was because in you know you you were in the Northeast. It mm-hmm. never ended.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. It it went on. It's still going.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. It like right no, it, it, it never went to full summer. It never got. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of bracing, but I'm taking I'm taking a whole new drug now. Okay. Yeah, Latuda.
0: Okay. All Latooda. right.
1: Latuda. Which I thought like when I hear Latuda, it like gives me like the image of, of like, like some like flying, like, uh, manta, thing from like a Mobius drawing.
2: Okay. It's named Latuda. Not a giant turtle flying? Maybe named Gamera.
1: No, I'm you, not taking Gamera.
2: Are you taking gamma as friend of children, though?
1: <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking 20 milligrams of Gamera.
2: Gamera <laughs> right. is 20 milligrams of gamma, man. And gamma is huge, so you can take a lot of that. That's, that's pretty much
1: like you just you, you can like, you know, knock off like a tiny, you know, football-sized thing of his shell, and you've got pretty much, you know, 10 years' supply of gamma right there.
2: Gamera is so generous. He is friend of children.
1: Well, I'm not a child anymore, buddy.
2: Uh huh. But in our hearts, we are. I try. Whitney, he is friend of children.
1: <laughs> Even the unschooled children.
2: Uh, especially the unschooled children. Who else can see Gamera in their hearts? Newt. Yeah, Newt. When she's crawling through that industrial habitat, uh, and in her heart, deep in her heart, that's the only abstract concept that she can, she can she's picture. She's just it's- thinking. Of- Gamera in the sky flying towards her gonna save her from is there a song
1: plants? that this is where I admit I have like ne- I've never seen Gamera.
2: Uh, yeah, I haven't I...
1: seen any Godzilla
2: stuff oh really uh Godzilla's pretty great um older stuff is pretty rad I haven't seen a lot of the newer stuff I saw the new movie when we were flying to uh San Francisco last month they were playing Godzilla, a disaster movie, in which I believe more than one plane gets killed. <laughs> um, and, they are, and they destroy San Francisco. So we were sitting there watching a movie about this, these giant, uh, terrible monsters. Uh, Godzilla's only in it for like five minutes. Uh, the movie was kind of based on like the idea of Brian Cranston and Godzilla, and both are in it for like seriously 20 minutes each. <laughs> um but yeah, uh so Gamera is one of Godzilla's friends. Uh mm-hmm. Godzilla has several friends. There's uh most notably uh Mothra, who is a giant moth.
1: Now, is Mothra I does Mothra is is Mothra a girl?
2: I don't know. Does Mothra have
1: the little the little the two little twins that sing? Who sings? They're they're two miniature girls somewhere.
2: Yes, yes, that is Mothra. That is definitely Mothra because Gamera, Gamera rolls solo. Mm. Gamera doesn't have the entourage that Mothra does, of two miniature uh, singing women. God, this shit is weird. <laughs> two miniature singing women and a giant moth. Like, I don't think that's cultural disconnect. I assume that that's also very strange in Japan.
1: Well, you know, as you know, when you're making movies that are uh, you know, a, a, a tale of, about uh, what what uh, nuclear. Yeah. Weapons due to things. Might as well make them as weird as as you can.
2: That's true. I actually really respect. I think that's like super cool. The the amount of like entertainment that like came out of Japan afterwards that was explicitly dealing with just the utter like ultimate horror that they had been through. But it was like you know monsters like fighting each other and <laughs> shit. I feel like like y- the U.S. So, like... so
1: you want uh, it's uh, Scotty bring down Benson. <laughs> Let's talk about uh my dead mom i've done it again
2: (laughs) oh but no but that was good i was saying that i think i think it's super cool to like you know deal with that stuff in like this like really you know this this way that like you know flying turtles you know like there aren't that many like great 9-11 movies or anything and they're certainly not about flying turtles (laughs) you know like, what, what are our 9-11 mo- Well, I guess that's not true, because all the superhero movies, like, they're all basically destroying New York every yeah. single time. And all, so that's, to-
1: that's more, you know, exploiting. <laughs> okay, so now, okay, you've, you've, you've hit My Dead Mom, um, uh, <laughs> Nuclear Weapons, <laughs> the, 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 the nuclear attacks on Japan, and 9-11. Uh-huh. Where else do you want to go?
2: <laughs> oh, jeez. How much uh- darker
1: do you want? As, as the sun sinks...
2: As the sun sinks below the horizon.
1: Here, I know. How about a party joke?
2: And the D goes away for another day.
1: How about a Playboy's party joke? Okay. Since, I don't know if you've been listening since the last time you were on, but, um, I found a book on the street a couple years ago that's called Still More Playboy's Party Jokes, and it's from 1968.
2: Okay, this sounds, this sounds, you know, this feels like it rolls right into your James Bond watching.
1: Yeah, it pretty much is, uh... Let's see, and I'm I'm opening it to a random page. Flutter, flutter, flutter.
2: That was that was some great Prairie Home Companion like radio sound effect. <laughs> there it is.
1: Yeah. Let's see.
2: <laughs> I will, I, I keep Sorry, opening. the build up for this now is great. I keep opening the, the
1: ones I've read already.
2: Flutter, flutter, flutter. Flutter, like... flutter,
1: flutter. The man standing at the bar, in court, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, was well-dressed, alert, and obviously intelligent. Oh no, this one ended up being about rape. I'm not (laughs) going (laughs) to finish.
2: Who would have stopped the Playboy party joke? There might be something that possibly was a bit tasteless.
1: Normally, I I skim them beforehand to make sure that they aren't horrible, but you were pressuring me.
2: Yeah, this is an intervention because I... After
1: two years in Korea, a Marine was shipped back to the States. Naturally, after a tearful shipside reunion, he and his beautiful wife went immediately to a hotel. Much later that night, a drunk wandering wandering through the hall banged on the door, shouting, Let me in! Good lord, said the Marine, leaping from the bed only half-awake. I'll bet that's your husband. Don't be silly, his wife sleepily reassured him. He's in Korea. Mm
2: hmm. That's dark. I've just brought the darkness. Now it's it's <laughs> infected that book. That that normally hilarious light book.
1: <laughs> Las Vegas is a great place to go get tanned and faded at the same time.
2: What does faded mean? Uh drunk? Is that, is that a is that like is that cool slang from decades and decades and decades ago? Yeah, mm, I should call my senator and ask.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sign in a sign in a pharmacy window for the girl who has everything, penicillin. Huh.
2: We need a we need a sound effect for this. Mm. Can we get like a rave horn?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have I have the uh, the rap horn app on my phone.
2: There it is. I think we're talking about the same horn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, okay. I got one more joke, and then I'll put it okay.
2: away. Is that what these are? Yeah, they're jokes. Okay.
1: Because uh, now but, I'm depressed. A pretty but curious young American tourist found herself in conversation with a ruggedly handsome middle-aged Scot at a cocktail party.
2: Hey! Oh, I, well, I have about ten years before I'm middle-aged and rugged and handsome, So, but You're that could right. be me.
1: Excuse my bluntness, she said, but is anything worn under your kilt? Nay, lassie, he replied with a grin. It's as good as it ever was.
2: Yeah, see, as soon as the awkward phrasing of that <laughs> came out, you're just like, oh, stop. Immediately. <laughs> we talked about this yesterday, how you're not allowed to rhyme certain things in songs. Love from above, friend, and yeah, there's just certain things you're not to do.
1: I was watching Thunderball,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: like... I swear to God, the word Thunderball is spoken once in that entire movie. And it's 45 minutes in.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: just like, the operation is called, it's Operation Thunderball. And there's no, okay. like, and the, the song, it's a, it's a Tom Jones song. And so Tom Jones is great. But mm-hmm. he's, uh, what is he saying? He's like, he strikes like a Thunderball? And I'm like, okay. that doesn't make any sense at all. And I'm like, did you just pick Thunderball? Because a lot of things rhyme with it.
2: Maybe it's like in
1: the song, it's like he's just you know he's rhyming call and tall and wall and Pl-
2: uh, plunder mall,
1: sky mall. Uh huh. Did not exist back then. I think so. Sky- nope. Part- partially. I'm- partially. Sky I don't mall think it exists now. Oh, <laughs> we've all we're all being unschooled about sky mall.
2: Yeah, man. I'll let me unschool your ass on sky mall.
1: <laughs> I feel like sky mall like partially exists to make people to fulfill their their James Bond desires because like half of if you watch the old james bonds like half of these gadgets are just like that. you can buy that shit in skymall these days
2: i don't actually i've never actually looked in a skymall catalog before this year i hadn't flown in like a decade oh. um so uh, my impression of it is it, it's kind of like a combo home shopping network and like the sharper image
1: yeah it's just got a bunch of like i'm gonna make it there's gonna be a really loud noise here sorry
2: What 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 is what is that what do you that got was there me
1: pushing my um I'm, I'm sitting on the floor. Okay. Uh, with my, because I don't have a desk. I have right. a coffee table. And so I'm mm-hmm. sitting on the floor and the microphone is on the coffee
2: table. Okay.
1: And I was moving the coffee table so I could get a little more comfortable.
2: Okay. I'm sitting at my desk.
1: Well, must be nice.
2: I'm sitting in my chair at my desk playing Just Cause 2. With your
1: Christmas tree. Yeah. Your real Christmas tree.
2: We shoved it right in next to Bethany's desk. It's great. It is so awkwardly placed because there's no place in this in this apartment to put a Christmas tree. How tall is it? Uh, well, uh, okay, so it's about six and a half feet, but the the branch at the top, the one you put the star on, actually extends super far, so it ends up being like seven feet. But most of that is like that extra that last actually no that last foot is just like one sprig sticking <laughs> straight up. So
1: yeah, my fake tree. It's maybe about six feet because it's right. a it's a little little taller than me and i'm a shorty mm-hmm. but it's... i met you
2: i've met you since we last podcast you have uh, podcast we
1: met irl
2: yeah it's true we met ir hamburger and <laughs> um, we we colluded we, we totally colluded you know i'm only on this podcast because i'm your friend and that's <laughs> definite corruption
1: yeah well Collute good thing, thing this isn't a gaming podcast.
2: Oh, God. We would be so fucked.
1: Although we do frequently talk about video games.
2: By ghosts. I was just.
1: Oh. Uh, I, I would play the ghost fucking video game.
2: I g- guarantee you that exists in spades. To twine! <laughs> to twine! <laughs> so, I was alone in my room, in my castle at night. I was PJ Harvey, and a ghost walked in.
1: Bone. Don't bone.
2: Bone. <laughs> bone. Do not bone. PJ Harvey.
1: Kesha There's the, well there is a really great Kesha based twine game
2: oh yeah yeah Crystal Warrior Kesha yeah uh I, I it's find fantastic it, I find it
1: genuinely inspiring
2: <laughs> oh it's great yeah I have zero interest in Kesha's music uh but I could play I have played that like three or four times and love it oh, it's so so great. I uh my twine game pick of the year is Brooklyn Trash King
1: oh my god so good
2: Brooklyn Trash King is fantastic. I am currently doing a top 10 thing that will be on a thing. Uh, and so I have to actually think about it. And, like, I think number five is Brooklyn Trash King. For, like, is, is
1: it your, your your GOTYs?
2: Yes, it's my game of the years. And uh, the, uh, yeah, and so Brooklyn Trash King is on it. And because it's genuinely great. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, um is what I wrote about it. Uh, What I love about it is that, like, so a lot of Twine games, they tend to be either something like Crystal Warrior Kesha, which are just, like, super kind of, you know, experimental, bizarre stuff, or they tend to be, like, hyper-personal or, like, trying to be very literary and stuff, whereas Brooklyn Trash King is, like, you're listening to someone who just starts telling a story, and then you're making choices, but basically every time you, you hit the button to continue, you're basically like, yeah, and then... (laughs) <laughs> and then because you're just like wondering where the hell This is going the entire time And it's great because it's like a game that gets, Puts you in that position of Just going like oh, where is this going like You feel like you're actively participating in egging this person on to finish this Utterly ridiculous story so It's about
1: going to uh, To, to, to uh, bargain with Raccoons yeah, on Roosevelt to bar- Island
2: yeah. I, think. <laughs> uh, I think I thought it was Coney Island but I could be wrong No I
1: think I- it's one of those ones that's in the East River Maybe it's okay. oh, I think it might maybe it's like North brother Island or something like that,
2: okay, there well, the lost islands, yeah
1: there's York. a bunch of weird islands like there's where they mm-hmm. used to put like small box
2: patients, yeah or them. like women of 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 easy virtue or yeah. something uh so <laughs> yeah are there people I would assume because you know it's New York that there would be people like straight up squatting on all those islands constantly
1: I think it I think it's too dangerous
2: is it well, once a bird sanctuary, those birds are gonna fuck you up.
1: Yeah, and a lot of it's like, there will be a hole that you will fall into and you will die there. Like <laughs> oh, a...
2: the holes of New York City.
1: Yeah, it's the, the the that urban explore or you know just the cops will stop you.
2: <laughs> okay, you'll fall into a cop hole. Oh no, God, the cops, huh? No,
1: no, Scott, no.
2: <laughs> the cop. No. So we need so, to hey, talk. No,
1: about... we're not. We're gonna talk. <laughs> Uh, about another, there's another twine game which I had, uh, that uh, my friend made, and mm. there's a fifty percent chance when you play it that I will be an NPC in it. Okay. Um. Oh boy, I've forgotten the name of it. I'm the oh
2: worst... no! Yeah, you know, uh, that's not supposed to happen. I'm the
1: worst friend. Mm. One is called, I think it's it's my fr- my friend KT Jane. She they mm. fo- follow them on uh, at KT Jane on Twitter
2: i might follow them uh,
1: rex rex high rex hightower and the unicorns kiss
2: okay R- rex dave rex david thomas and yeah, the dragon's yeah. kiss
1: it's it's, it's uh dot itch io you'll see okay. the bender of the bender of destiny and rex High rex hightower and the unicorns kiss
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh you'll you you might get me as mm-hmm. a character in in rex hightower and the unicorns kiss
2: I feel bad because I actually don't like uh, a lot of Twine games. I don't either. <laughs> I, I I think I'm too I'm too graphical. Like I I generally don't like a lot of interactive text uh, stuff. Um, unless it's in like Choose Your Adventure book format.
1: There was a really good one, uh, like a horror one I played that was called uh, His Long Legs.
2: Uh yes, yes I'm. It's it's not called that, but There's I know like what you're that? talking about. It might be something like. My father's long, long legs, or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah.
1: And that that had a, because it had a, a good, um, it had some sound in it, and it also, okay. you know, it, it did stuff visually. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of get, I admit, I I've played, I've spent too much time in my life playing text adventure games to get really excited by what is just a text adventure game. I'm, it's it's like how I can't go back and you know, watch old like play. I, I have trouble playing like old old games. Really. I'm... I'm I mean, like, like going back and playing a super, like a, like a Nintendo game. I'm like, this is hard and
0: not oh, okay. fun.
1: <laughs> this is I too much work. I could play a Nintendo game. I, I mean, can... like some. <laughs> I was actually just, uh, I just recorded a podcast a couple weeks ago, um, uh, the One More Turn podcast. Uh,
2: okay.
1: Where I talked about Goonies Two.
2: Oh wow. Yeah. Apparently, a pretty decent game.
1: Yeah, pretty, pretty decent. It was, it was, uh, the first game I ever loved.
2: Oh wow. That and you'll have to first. listen.
1: You'll have to listen to that podcast when it comes out. I'm so... going to
2: do that right now. Like... Well, it's not out yet. It's not out. Okay. Yet.
1: Although you can listen to the previous one I did, which was where I talked about the game EVO Search for Eden.
2: Uh, I'm familiar with that one.
1: That's a weird game.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's not particularly fun either.
1: No, it's a lot of grinding.
2: <laughs> yeah, it sucked. Uh, I-, I got a spike on my nose. Oh, that didn't do anything.
1: I have, a. I have like, when I was younger, I mean, it's the same thing that had me, you know... Uh messing with big wheels where I, I had a lot of patience for grinding in games just cause like, what else was I going to do? Cause yeah. I was like 13.
2: Yeah. That's, uh, that is the heyday for like your JRPGs.
1: Yeah. And what I, I actually just, I wrote something about this for my Patreon. I'm just plugging myself left and right Please. here. here in, in, and as, as we close in on, on the end of the show, mm-hmm. um the, the thing I wrote this month for Patreon was about um all the cop, like my, the comedy albums I grew up listening to. Because the thing I would do when I like had a like a Super Nintendo is like when I was grinding in like Final Fantasy Two, I would just listen to like I mostly listened to this one Billy Crystal album over and over again,
2: and just like <laughs> oh, wow, what a kid you were!
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> you look marvelous.
2: You're just you're watching old episodes of like you know, VHS comic relief. Uh, yeah,
1: pretty much. <laughs>
2: Robin Williams and Billy Crystal and Whoopi Goldberg and yeah, you're not nice.
1: You're you're not lying. All right. (laughs) I grew I grew up on on uh, old George Carlin stuff and uh, like best of the original cast of Saturday Night Live and listening to a Billy Crystal (laughs) tape Mm -hmm. over and over again while grinding that and Mm -hmm. like 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 Monty Python tapes.
0: Oh okay.
1: Just like that and that's what I would do when like like grinding forever in EVO I'd just be like watching Comedy Central or just you know blindly, you know just doing something while leveling up and I don't have the attention span for that anymore.
2: Yeah.
1: And I feel like well, I guess if I do, I can listen to a podcast.
2: Yeah, it's uh, podcasts are what I, are my go-to thing now. Like when I want to just like play something for a while and, and like zone out. Like Civilization, I'll play that way,
1: mm.
2: and I'll like listen to all of Serial.
1: I haven't listened to Serial, and I'm never gonna.
2: You know, it's good. Uh, the buzz around it have kind of has kind of made it into something it's not. Like it's the whole thing of like when you make something that ends up being popular. It, now the thing you made is no longer the thing you made. Now uh, the thing you yeah. made is this thing that, that is massive and huge and therefore shoulders all of this cultural responsibility that uh. it wouldn't have had it just been another episode of This American Life.
1: I feel like, I feel like the Night Vale guys, they, they definitely know how that yeah. feels. <laughs> oh,
2: they are such lovely gentlemen. They are. And I, they have a really dedicated fan base. Yes. Very.
1: We'll say Dedicated
2: very dedicated thankfully nothing i ever make is going to be that popular so i'm never going to have to deal with this don't, <laughs> i don't think
1: well well you know you do have your furry audience
2: that's true but the furries have kind of cooled it a little bit they're, uh we they're, we've they're,
1: they're calmer than
2: yeah we, we've ended up girls with on the, tumblr <laughs> with, with with nice uh furries we had some pretty in our in your face kind of angry furries right at the beginning uh really
1: had we, their dander up
2: yeah, they had their they had their pet dander right up. And uh, yeah, they had their horse dander, their dolphin dander. They had all that.
1: I'm allergic to horse dander.
2: Really? <laughs> dolphin dander though.
1: Uh, I don't know. They don't test for that at my allergists. Uh Do
2: you
1: know what my allergist was named when I I haven't I haven't been to in, you know, 15 years, but horse I, dander, his name was Dr. Wolf.
2: Oh, okay. Dr. Horse Dander Wolf.
1: That was his full name. He uh, looks, he looks like Michael Keaton.
2: Rex David Horstander,
1: <laughs> and he was adopted. Can you believe it?
2: It's amazing. <laughs> it comes full circle. So what I've what I've learned from this episode is that when I come on this podcast, it stops being a comedy podcast and becomes a like let's do real talk podcast.
1: Uh, I've been laughing the whole time.
2: The entire time, I laughed. I laughed at your inability to speak. Uh, say Pixar that one time. <laughs> That was extremely funny. No, this, is,
1: yeah. this is this is always a good time. That's why that's why you're my first uh, my first resort.
2: One of these days, I'm going to come on here and I'm going to have like I'm going to be yes anding all over the place. You... Uh, it's going to be great. This is the this is also what happens at the very end of it. I get down publicly. Go on my
1: go listen on go listen to the first go listen to Illinois Blitz.
2: That was that's true.
1: No, and and listen listen to the last one you were on because we. Talked about that turtle? Don't no.
2: Yeah, we did. We did bits last yeah. time.
1: Don't worry, Scott. It's okay. You no. did great. This is wonderful. I had a great time.
2: No, it's not. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not. Oh, now Bethany's walking out the back door. She's <laughs> leaving too.
1: Your your wife is leaving you. The cat. Everyone. Leaving you.
2: Everyone leaves me. Oh.
1: Is the Christmas tree walking out too? Yes, it is.
2: Walk <laughs> you, Scott. Oh. My teen, my teen Tumblr audience is leaving me. The the furries are galloping and pawing and flopping. If they're porpoises over the hill,
1: I heard the door squeak. It's true.
2: Yeah. Good. Ah, So it's just
1: it's just you and me. It's It's just
2: it's just us floating in the void like Charlie Rose and his guest.
1: We're just here to the end (laughs) because you know you and I are just abstract concepts that cannot be educated. (laughs)
2: Yeah, we cannot be. And the world is unschooled and has forgotten us. It's forgotten how to even picture us. Someone who is unschooled or unschools their kids is going to listen to this and get so angry at well, me. Well,
1: I'm okay with losing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I'm sorry, unschoolers, and the unschooled. Uh, okay. Although they're not listening to podcasts anyway. They're like you know,
1: they're they're probably listening to cereal.
2: That's true that's the number one <laughs> audience for cereal is uh that yeah <laughs> who, can...
1: unschool yeah. their children
2: that's what cereal's about actually it's the it's the weekly adventures of a bunch of uns of a colony of a pod of unschooled children uh feral children living in the park um mm-hmm. nearby being fed on fructose cookies um, <laughs> and blood. <laughs> 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 it's glowing indigo in the night. <laughs> As they they, the, what the neighbors do during the winter time is set out cardboard boxes for them, like under their porch, and put out uh, fruities, which are the fructose cookies. And oh, so then, they don't have
1: actual sugar in them. There.
2: Yeah, no, they just have because you know they don't have any preservatives or artificial coloring either, so that your kids don't get um, uh, hepatitis. Uh, so the. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so that they'll put out the cardboard boxes and the kids will come and kind of curl up on top of each other at night. Uh and then at dusk They mostly go, come uh, at night. Mostly, mostly. They also teach them that weird quasi maybe British uh accent.
1: Well, if they're uh, if they're if they're being old fashioned.
2: Old fashioned. Yeah, cuz Dave Thomas, uh famously unschooled. Um, Ronald McDonald famously unschooled, uh also thought dragons were real dragons. Mm-hmm. Um And so at dusk, though, the uh, the children will leave the carbo boxes and go out and hunt for frookies and blood. Um, And then they'll usually come back. They're like they'll uh, they'll go and visit other children. They'll like stand outside like the screen door and the the school children, the domesticated children will be inside looking out. And they'll kind of share a moment of gazing at each other where you can't tell which one envies which one more. Um, But they'll share this bond, this moment. Uh, where they kind of recognize that, if not for life's, you know, endless twists and turns, the caprice of fate, that they could very well be on the opposite side of the screen. The
1: caprice son of fate?
2: The caprice son. Well, no, because the unschooled children would never touch a caprice son. Well, that's,
1: that's exactly it. The school children got one.
2: Oh, shit. The caprice son of fate, which is <laughs> a <laughs> mythical object. <laughs> you can find it so- it's somewhere over by the four square <laughs> area um
1: so you just wrote a twine game right there
2: i did <laughs> i did um <laughs> you can you can
1: sell it on itch.io for a dollar and no one will buy it
2: itch.io uh i was i've been trying to get into itch.io recently but <laughs> I, I need some sort of quality um like guide you need, a, you, need,
1: you need curation
2: i need a curation i i know a forest ambassador Merrick Copas is great. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name correct. But, um, so uh, there's that one, Forest Ambassador. I I'm
1: downloaded a- one that you oh. recommended, but I haven't played it. So I think Lisa? For- mm-hmm. Is that Forest Ambassador?
2: Uh, that is on Ichio. Um, Forest okay. Ambassador is a curation site uh, for oh, oh. things like Ichio, but beyond as well. Um, I
1: thought Forest Ambassador was the name of a game.
2: So, nope, that would be great, though. You just go to the forest and you're like, all right, I need to talk to the raccoons and the marmots, <laughs> et cetera. Bring uh,
1: on the pine Martins. Bring we on need the... to have words.
2: I need to, I have a business meeting with the Kingfishers later. They have Ooh. concerns. Uh, but um, a business yeah,
1: meeting with the Kingfishers is like a, like a Decemberists track.
2: Oh my God. It is. They have a new album coming out next year. I and I am a 30, a 33 year old uh, white guy with glasses uh uh and i think they actually just issue those to you in the mail the decemberists
1: Like i'm i'm
2: stoked yeah me too i like the decemberists i love lot. the decemberists at at some point the rest of the music world like who thought they were cool woke up and went oh god these people are nerds those <laughs> nerdy weirdos
1: the actual like- the last time i saw live music cuz i don't like going to shows Mm-hmm. Who does? It's a lot of st- well. Apparently, I I keep looking on OK Cupid, and there's all these dudes. who are like, I love going to shows, and I'm like, why? They're not
2: still. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: a lot of standing, and it's loud, and they are annoying people. And
2: yeah, no. And- so no I only- not at all. But
1: the last time I went was it was for a seated show. Colin Malloy solo.
2: What was he singing? What was he was he covering on that? Tour? he
1: sang uh, December songs, and he he covered uh, the Kinks.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, I know that he does the the themed. Tours. I have a Colin Mor Malloy sings Morrissey Mm -hmm. record. I have him doing Shirley. Shirley Jackson? That sounds right. No, it's Victoria Jackson. the crazy conservative (laughs) SNL alum. I
1: love his covers of her.
2: Yeah, he's so great. When he like Um, walks
1: on his hands and
2: is that something she did? I think so. She would do what? a
1: handstand, I think uh-huh. On the on the weekend update desk uh, to, Take it from me, the expert who Watched a lot of really old SNL While, yeah, while being
2: okay. a five year old I didn't uh, On account of my upbringing, I actually didn't get A lot of comedy when I was a kid So like, all of my like Early, early, early comedic Thing, like comedic influences Are all mystery science theater um, Because I could kind of watch that Like my parents were okay with me wa- Watching Beautiful that man. Chuma Man. Um so Mystery Science Theatre is where we were talking about this I'm about to go slightly dark again, but um what I think I tweeted about this when we were watching the Thanksgiving the Turkey Day one of like yeah, you gotta run it through that filter of this wasn't quite as offensive a joke twenty something years ago. And occasionally that'll happen with Mystery Science Theater. I'm like, oh, jeez, wow, the culture has changed.
1: Or it's like, oh yeah, this was always offensive. People just didn't say anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was it was the kind of offensive that yeah, was yeah. It's like, when you get that little more palatable. You're like, Or was the
1: things where I'm like, I would respect if you if you heard that and you bailed entirely. Mm-hmm. And I have you know, I'm 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 willing to let it. I let it slide because I'm like, whatever. What am I what, this is from 20 years ago
2: yeah it's definitely but then again,
1: that I watched James Bond
2: that's true like it's weird how like comedy I I' I'm, I'm a lot less forgiving of comedy like like horrible jokes than I have of just like straight up horrible plots or characters you know like that's weird how that were I mean obviously comedy is contextualized differently comedy feels like more of an action yeah
1: by the person I got a, I have a friend who um uh she she put the the uh she was talking about how horror movies and porn are kind of connected yeah because uh, there it's it's something that like gets a physical response out of you and i i think that com- there's like a that comedy is also in there too yeah like, i would
2: say honestly like i think like horror and comedy are like so
1: it's near. like something like it's something that's happening in you that you sort of can't control
2: yeah
1: and i think and you know you can kind of hone your responses, like you can, with comedy more than 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 horror or porn. Like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, you can you can d- develop some tastes.
2: Comedic horror porn.
1: Oh, oh, that sounds great. Sign me yeah. up. Yeah,
2: <laughs> let's do it.
1: Like a uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Only at the end, Tucker and Dale make out.
2: I like Tucker and Dale versus. Me too. It was a story about good friends.
1: Yeah, I loved it. I liked it a lot. It's just oh, I like uh comedic horror. So, and that was the first one that popped in okay. my head. No, no, but I was saying, like, if, you know, it just took it an extra step, and then there was, like, or maybe, the you know, the prequel where Tucker and Dale were making out.
2: Tucker and Dale versus fucking each other. And evil. Well, if the evil was a ghost, we could go back to oh, perfect. the premise here of ghost boning. Uh, Tucker and Dale bone ghosts. <laughs> Do that.
1: I'm sure that fanfic's there.
2: Dan Aykroyd, they come across him just in an alley being filleted yeah. by a, a wraith. Um, God, seriously, who put that in Ghostbusters? It makes no goddamn sense! It totally <laughs> does not fit with the total rest of the movie! No I'm one looking... else is receiving fellatio!
1: I'm looking to see if there's any Tucker and Dale fanfic on Archive. I can't imagine there wouldn't be. <sighs>
2: I was gonna do my yearly live tweet of Home Alone, which is just now a yearly thing. So I, I but I and I bet I since I don't remember the last one, I bet I just repeat a bunch of jokes. Uh but uh I remember looking up and there's so much Harry and Marv, the burglars from Home Alone fanfic of them just getting getting right down.
1: Okay, the only the result I got I got one thing that's um it's a it's a homestuck fanfic. Okay.
2: I just found out what Homestuck was, by the way. Yeah,
1: it's a no one no one can truly explain what Homestuck is, and it's a uh-huh. hundred and ten thousand words long.
2: Oh.
1: And uh, and then the other thing is uh, in Russian,
2: <laughs> and here. It's- is Tucker and Dale like experience, enjoying? Um... I
1: don't think I don't think they're in it. I think these these just have so many characters in it that 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 happens that the names Tucker and well, Dale it's, show it's, up. It's,
2: it's a Russian novel, so like yes, yeah. There the, the Russian one, the Russian
1: one is uh, eighty two thousand words long. And... It's
2: called The Brothers Karamazov.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let me read the fandoms that it involves: <laughs> Stargate Atlantis, Stargate SG One, Stargate All series. Stargate Universe, Stargate 1994, Doctor Who, The X-Files, Farscape, oh, Firefly, no, Star Trek, no. The Original Series, Battlestar Galactica, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Voyager, Dragon Age Origins, Half-Life, Men in Black, I Star Trek so Enterprise, sad. The Matrix, Eureka, The Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, The Dresden Files, Garfield, Hunger Games, Marvel Movies, Once Upon a Time, Lost Girl, Sanctuary, I, Supernatural, Primeval, and Criminal Minds.
2: I'm seeing a light and I'm, I'm running towards that light. I just hear like a static in my left ear. Help.
1: Like I almost, I wish I, I read Russian because I'm curious how this all comes together.
2: You could probably Google Translate that shit. Oh. And I bet it would be way better. It's no Wolf.
1: It's Sorry. no Wolf. or or uh, Raccoon Prince.
2: I forgot about Raccoon Prince, but I know that Britney Sable that was like speaking every language of Britney Sabo. I just I the the
1: like there's in uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Archive of Our Own, but you can list fandoms and then you can list herrings, and then just characters, and there's a string of this and this big uh, Russian one, where it's Katniss Everdeen, John Arbuckle, Tony Stark.
2: (laughs) What's the connection? Well, I guess Katniss, that sounds like cat, and John Arbuckle, famously a cat owner. Um, What's the connection? What's, like, the connecting thread between fucking Hunger Games? Maybe Garfield is hungry.
1: I'm I'm gonna have to learn Russian.
2: Yeah. At least God.
1: Oh, and it's it's written in script format.
2: We were talking ages ago. Mm-hmm. By ages ago, I mean like a week ago, and by we, I mean me and Twitter about how, when the new Sonic the Hedgehog game came out. By the way, I'm never invited on a gaming podcast, so I just turned this into that. Uh, but
1: that's okay. Um, I always make Mark talk about video games, and he's only like started playing video games because of me.
2: Oh, nice. Shove him, shove him right into Crystal Warrior Kesha. Um, but uh, so uh wow i totally lost my train of thought okay so um the new sonic game came out and it's predictably just another train wreck um so you know they have the game jams yes where, I'm, I'm
1: sort of familiar with these. yeah
2: game jam is where you know different developers usually kind of indie or kind of hobbyist or just starting out or just you know fringy uh type developers uh will you know take a weekend or so and uh Usually a weekend uh, for some of them. Sometimes it can go a little longer and you just turn them in by a certain date. And then they give you a theme and you just kind of, you know, jam out on the game. You make something that's, you know, just involves, you know, try to be imaginative or cool or try new things. If it's like maybe this is also just where you practice trying to make a game, et cetera, et cetera. And me and a few other people suggested a Save Sonic game jam <laughs> where you actually try to get a bunch of like really talented, like experimental or just indie, or just people trying different things. And it's like, make a good Sonic game. Like, whatever it is, you can just... you. Ha- it has to be Sonic, and it has to be a good game. That's it. <laughs> and my idea was actually basically a Twine game that was um, uh, Sonic's friends dealing with the fact that Sonic, like, you know, it's like, like you know, Tails and Knuckles. Or, or, no, it was Tails and Big the Cat, who is a C-string... Uh, Sonic character. Yeah, I
1: never really played Sonic because I never had a, a Sega.
2: I, you know what, Sonic was, has never been good ever. Even the original <laughs> games are not very good at all. Like they're not very much fun to play. They're kind of pretty and they sound great. Um, and can, there's kind I can, of a novelty. I can, I can to
1: close it. my ears and and hear the the ring sound effect.
0: Bling
2: bling. Uh, uh but they've never been. Excuse me. They've already been particularly good, and especially after a while, I mean, they just, I've been notably horrible for a while, and I mostly know them for that reason. I know them for being horrible these days, and the fandom being just the most rabid, insane fandom in the world. Um, And a huge number of people, like, just extremely sexually attracted to Sonic the Hedgehog. Something about that build (laughs) that... That like you know jelly bean with spindly arms coming <laughs> off of it <clears and throat> is uh, you know his can do attitude. Uh, so Sonic has since uh, his heyday spawned a huge entourage of other animal friends like Rouge the Bat, mm-hmm. who is a sexy bat. I'm,
1: I I can I'm drawing to mind the picture in my head of Rouge the Bat.
2: Yeah, uh, and then there was one that's named Big the Cat, who is a cat who is big. Hmm. Um, so my game was Tails and Big talking about just kind of their lives and Big going like yeah man like I'm a big cat and my name's Big so like I'm kind of fucked to begin with from that name because so either that name is hilariously appropriate or if I was small it would be hilariously ironic like I've just you know my parents named me I was a joke to begin with and Tails is like I have two tails and when I sit down I have no idea where my tails are supposed to go I have two tails that's too many tails you know, one one tail is too many. You know, I live in a world with chairs. Where am I going to put this tail? But now I got two. you know, it sucks. I hate this. And then Sonic comes by and he's like, hey, guys, got to go fast. And I'm like, yeah, Sonic, that's great. That's cool. And Sonic's like, you know, then Sonic leaves and he's like running and collecting rings. He's like, I just want them to go fast with me. I, I mean, when they want to go fast, I, I don't mind. It's OK. But whenever I say something, everyone gets all mad at me. And that would be the entire thing, which just <laughs> the disconnect between Sonic and his friends. Because Sonic is holding on to his glory days from the 90s when he peaked. <laughs> and all his other friends are at the point in their lives where they're trying to... They're trying to begin their second acts, And they're kind of afraid that their second act might already be underway. Uh, and this might be it. You know, that plan D has become plan A. This is just night in the woods, Scott. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that, and That's when I realized that I basically have a wheelhouse <laughs> of writing, and and I had t- I had used my gifts to essentially make Sonic fan fiction. That's all that was. So my Sonic, my Sonic Game Jam idea was basically me writing fan fiction for Sonic in the style of my actual video game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm afraid that, like, you know, if you watch a Wes Anderson movie. You get the uh, as we discussed before, I remember you not liking Wes Anderson. Yes. Um but Wes Anderson movies are so like focused on like these like upper class white people problems essentially. Yeah. Um and I that's what I'm always slightly afraid of, that like my wheelhouse of like, you know, lower middle class people talking about their lives is going to become a uh, cumbersome and tiresome at some point. But in video games, I feel like that's, that's still fresh. fresh.
1: That's fresh. That's some,
2: that's some fertile, untilled earth. Uh, yeah.
1: <clears throat> all right. This is
2: uh. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> this, is the, this is this a real talk hour. I tell you.
1: No, it's been great. Don't mm. don't no.
2: I yeah yeah. You'll hear none of this.
1: You'll hear it all. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Well, since but I gotta I, I got I gotta cut us off. I mean, we could talk for another three hours, but I got. I know we could. I got, I got I got things to do today.
2: I think the first time we talked, it was like five hours.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh... And then the time it, I like I, I called you up at 3 in the morning and made you explain the entire plot of your game. The entire
2: plot of Night in the Woods was also took like four hours. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah, you liked it. You I were did. into it.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm, what, one of the four people in the world who knows the whole plot now?
2: Yeah, there's maybe a half dozen. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if you all told everyone, there's maybe a half dozen people on Earth who know the whole plot of Night in the Woods.
1: I haven't told anyone.
2: Thank you. I really for one thing, that. I'd have to
1: sit them down for,
2: for about four hours. hours. The funny thing is that, like, it doesn't take that long to just point to point to point describe what happens and I know it, but it takes a very long time to describe to uh, explain why yeah. <laughs> these things are happening. So, I don't want people to think that this is like a 60 hour long game because it's not. Just there's context. There's context for why certain things are happening that you need there's to know. Backstory. And that's what takes a long time to explain. Um, so that's
1: your that's your plug.
2: It's my plug. Hey, go play my game when it comes out maybe next year.
1: Go uh, uh, go pre-order.
2: Actually, uh, there's a thing that we're putting out in a couple weeks that you can play.
1: Oh. I'm
2: not going to say much about it. Well, although it'll probably can. be officially we'll probably talk about it a bit more in the next week on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's actually listening to this in real time, uh over the next week we'll probably talk about it on Twitter. But yeah, they'll be That'll this, be something Scott, this just in time Scott, this for the go holidays. Out
1: live. This doesn't go out live.
2: Yeah, it does. They're listening to it right now. Um, it's the uh, yeah uh, for the uh, holidays. Okay, we'll, we'll take a caller then. Yeah, uh, please do. It, can it? But and then I will investigate whether or not their sex story is correct and true. I would
1: like a turtle for Manassas. You're on the air. <laughs> ha! How's, how's it going, <laughs> turtle? Ha! Guys,
2: was was that the turtle voice? Yeah, that was the
1: turtle voice. <laughs> was that the turtle voice? How's, how's it? Uh, what 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 can we do for you, Turtle? Why uh, uh, what are you calling us to, about today? I'm, f-
2: I'm from the swamp, mm-hmm. and I I won't marry you, girl. But I think that I think that we need to take it slow. Oh, will you wear my purity ring?
1: I'm sorry, ghost. Uh, uh oh nope. I'm sorry, Turtle. I'm a betrothed uh, to a ghost.
2: I'm a ghost too. Ooh. No,
1: I'm afraid you're a turtle.
2: Uh... I, I come to you in the night. But in a spooky way. Um, uh, I only you buy... feel the cold touch of my leathery skin in
1: the knife. Um, I only buy that line from Gamera. Where my ring? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to have to cut this call short. Where my ring? No, click.
2: <laughs> I like Purity Turtle uh, <laughs> being the be running... <laughs>
1: He's he's your he's your character.
2: When he's you... my character. Doing the horrible like southern ghost voice.
1: <laughs> ah, guess that sounds a lot like his regular voice.
2: Yeah. I forget what the actual like I have to go listen to that episode again because I cannot remember what, what the deal with that journal was. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there were there were like promise rings. And purity rings, and then there was the turtle, and there was courting. Yeah, and he was talking about the crawdad hole. Mm -hmm. She was talking about the—I cannot remember the gender of the turtle. I don't remember anything about that. So bad was that week. Apparently, (laughs) and I've actually listened to that episode since. Jesus, Turtle Christ.
1: Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm I'm cutting this. I'm cutting this short.
2: Please do. Short,
1: by which I mean almost two hours. This, uh, So, follow Scott at Bombsfall on Twitter. Yeah, follow uh, me. And uh, go, go pre-order Night in the Woods.
2: Yeah, Night in the Woods at Night in the Woods, or Night- at Night in the Woods at dot com, which we could not believe was available. Right? That's pretty impressive. And then there's a, a thing coming out from Night in the Woods before Christmas. Just in time for you to play it. The idea is that you play it, like, over your Christmas break.
1: Ooh. And then there's the, the, the Night in the Woods um, shop. And also, your your. Etsy shop with all your prints and stuff.
2: Yeah, both are Etsy's. There's Night in the Woods. Uh, I think it's NITW Etsy. You can just type in Night in the Woods Etsy into Google, and then there's uh, the Sauce store Etsy. I was wearing my
1: Donut Wolf shirt just
2: yesterday. How was it?
1: It's so soft. It's so comfy.
2: Uh, yeah, we did not skip on those shirts. <laughs> yeah, so. I wanna
1: I wanna buy some other some other products.
2: I feel bad charging you since we're friends. <laughs> Illusion.
1: Yeah, and I feel good giving you money because we're friends. It's true. Yep.
2: I'm going to send you money right now. Yes. You actually have a steady job, though, so... (laughs) I do. Yeah. For now. More than most of us can say.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, you uh, probably already follow this podcast on on Twitter, but it's I Haven't Seen. Uh, I'm
2: do it anyway, goddammit.
1: I'm Whitney Arner. Um, You are subscribed to this on your... On your pod catcher, I mm-hmm. heard somebody use the phrase recently. That is
2: a that's a retro term. Yeah,
1: I was like, that's cute. On your usually, most people use iTunes. Maybe you use a different thing. Yes. Um, subs- I have the hiccups, so I really need to stop.
2: Please, I'm <laughs> sniffling too. So,
1: because uh, I, I got now, I got to edit all this.
2: Sweet. So thank you so much, Scott. Thank you for having me. I'm gonna next time I'm on, it's gonna be me just no uh so no talk about the holocaust or <laughs> and abuse. we didn't talk about
1: the holocaust today
2: <laughs> we can get on it next time <laughs> next time we'll deal with that and the bubonic plague plague and like the famine at stalingrad where they were eating the dead yeah um we can do that that'll be great the bo fall disaster uh Bhopal.
1: uh the great depression
2: the great depression the, the... spanish flu
1: the the great uh, uh we can talk about uh, all the um the uninsured mentally ill,
2: yeah we could do that one, that would be good uh that's a good one. uh children who were uh, raised feral like actually raised feral um that's not great, children raised in cults, children raised in cults uh Scientologists, hmm
1: so we'll just have our own you and I will have our own podcast that's Witten Scott's Witten Scott's Bring Down Hour.
2: A t- a tr- atrocity cast. Uh,
1: all right, Scott. Yeah.
2: Bummer, Please. home companion.
1: <laughs> uh, they and uh, wait, wait. You want you want more prairie home? Please.
2: Thanks. There you go. Powder milk biscuits. Uh, I can't do a Garrison Keeler <laughs>
1: All right, Scott. Thank you. Thank you so much.
2: Dude sounds like what a tree would sound like. Okay. He's like an ant. Yeah, he's a, That's what all the ends sound like. Uh... But the Entmoot was basically just a variety show.
1: So, um, so from what the hell is the name of the place?
2: Lake Wobegon. Oh God, God damn so- it! What kind of urban liberal are you?
1: A shitty one, apparently. I was yeah. raised in the
2: woods. That's true.
1: Well, from Lake 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 Wobegon, we say, "Go fuck yourself." Yep. <laughs> Bye.
2: Bye.